Today is Tuesday, 2-22-22, and we are celebrating our two-year birthday. Hey everyone, welcome back to a special episode of Empire Radio. I'm Jeremiah. I'm Drew. And I'm Andrew. Hey! And he's back, baby! I'm back. We got the band back together. (laughs) But yes, we are back with a book review. The High Republic, The Fallen Star. Oh yeah. So, we did the book reviews from the previous two books with Andrew, and we felt it was appropriate for him to be back to to join us because it's a it's a good story it's a it's an important story yeah i and i didn't know that today was the the well i didn't the the celebration of the two-year anniversary that is it's very poetic yes so for me so our first like official podcast episode was on february 18th 2020 we had one like a five minute one before that that was just kind of like introducing the podcast like yeah but it doesn't count no. But yeah, this is our so it is funny. Two years on two twenty two twenty two on a Tuesday. That is amazing. It's that's what a time all, to be alive. All it is as the force wills it, right? Hey, oh. and and amen, amen, or preach it, preach it. Or, yeah. <laughs> anyways, force it. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Anyways. Um, anyway, yes. So, Andrew. Have you been? It's been a hot minute. It yeah, it's been what almost two months now. Something Is it like really? That. Well, yeah, month and a half. Whatever, yeah, whatever, it's it's wanna... it's uh it's been a while. No, I'm in. I'm I'm good. I've been busy nonstop <laughs> since since my last episode here. Um, trying to do stuff and keep a job and live an adult life successfully how, <laughs> so how, how is the new baby oh, uh man. no we don't have a gosh <laughs> we did not have a baby we're not pregnant <laughs> all right so all right. that's not that's not a thing but uh no it's, i've i've been good i've been busy um work has kept me on my toes and uh yeah so things things have been going really well well that's good to hear we're, yeah. we're glad to have you back it's good to be back. It doesn't feel it, it's it's weird uh, because obviously it's been a while, but then it also doesn't feel like anything's changed, which is really good, right? So because because yeah. at normal fashion, we we started fifteen minutes late. So. Yeah. <laughs> and Drew almost talked straight through when you were supposed to start the intro too. Yeah, because I, okay. I, I didn't, which happened so many times. I didn't. <laughs> I lost count of like the beta breath, so I was like, oh crap. 
Which oh, breath yeah. am I on? Are, are we on three yeah. or four breaths right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so, well, we have a lot. Well, there's a lot that we were talking about. Andrew, did you want to say anything about, because we were like, you said you might talk about other things a little bit. Did you want to talk about that bits the beginning, at the end, during socials, during... Here's the thing. I just want to clear the air. So I was told by someone... <laughs> That Jeremiah accused me of spoiling <laughs> the oh, Book true. of Boba Fett episode. Nope. This is real facts, all right. And no, no, here's the thing. So Will, Will and I have have stayed in touch, and he messaged me the day after the recording, and he was like, "Yo, Jeremiah just straight up accused you on air <laughs> of spoiling the episode." And it was funny because, like, when I when I was going back through the day before in my head, I was like, "Wait, that doesn't make any sense." Because, like, I texted him and Drew both oh, separately. For me too. Yeah. I didn't spoil. No, <laughs> I I literally worded the text in a way that wouldn't spoil anything. So so listen, listen, everyone. So what I said is, your mind's gonna be blown and your heart's gonna be happy. That's literally in a vacuum. That doesn't mean anything other. Then okay. you're going to enjoy the episode. Okay. However, okay. any mental processing that happens after the fact is, on is you. not my responsibility. <laughs> okay, but what in Star Wars makes it could have been heart, Rex? It could have been anybody. Star- Listen, what in Star Wars makes my heart the happiest? It's not the first half of A New Hope. It's Damn. Ahsoka. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like it could have just been a good episode. You could have, okay. but, but, but in Jeremiah's hear... effect, in Jeremiah's defense, two episodes before that, you never text any of us. And then five, you text us, and it was really well, good. Uh, okay, and first then of six, all, six, you didn't how stop much blowing act- my phone okay. up. And then seven, you didn't even text me at all, so I knew seven wasn't as good because you, you didn't say hi. Or it's anything. actually, it's actually, it's actually <laughs> funny because like when seven hit, I picked up my phone and I was like, Nah, I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm just gonna let him talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> so I, I, yeah, when seven, when I was sat down to do the watch party for seven, I was like, "Oh, this must not be that good." Because Andrew did text me. I literally said that. I'm not, I had no well, blowups. I mean, to be fair, okay. So I will say that the intent was completely pure. Because everyone knows I don't do the whole spoiler thing. No. If anything, I made. I went out of my way. To tell Drew things that were false that day. Yeah, but the thing is, you always tell me false that Ahsoka is there, and this time you didn't tell no. me. Ha- we are not doing this Ahsoka to me tonight. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I oh knew she God. was in that episode. <laughs> but, but here's the thing: the the Cad Bane arrival in that episode was a spoiler. Was one of the most amazing things. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. ever. That's so it's like. Yeah. I would have never been able to guess that. No matter, you could have said Cad Bane is in this episode, and I wouldn't have believed you, and then I, I would have been yeah. sh- shocked, like that he sh- popped yeah. up. So, like, yeah, I really quickly, if if anybody is curious, uh, I had very mixed feelings about that show as a whole. We, we all did. Um, Which show, yeah. Boba Fett or Mando? talking about boba fett right now <laughs> no it was two different shows <laughs> it was it was because i remember um i watched what was it five it was five five was five. the mando yeah yeah i watched five with uh in a watch party with a buddy of mine like completely random it was like a spontaneous thing we were talking we were texting he's one of my uh church friends from back in minnesota 
And he's like, oh, I haven't seen it either. And I was like, well, I think I'm about to watch it. And he's like, oh, I'm in the gym. I'll throw it up on my phone. So I sent him a link. And we had been having a conversation up until that point about how like we had such mixed feelings about it. Like there's some good parts, there's some bad parts. Didn't really feel great. And then this episode hit and we freaked out. And I remember going into the room and telling Micaiah, I was like, Micaiah, I'm going to go on record in saying that this is the best live action Star Wars we've gotten. For me personally, even over Mando, like this one episode had it all for me. And I was like, the ironic thing is that Boba's not in it one bit. <laughs> so anyways, yeah, those, those two episodes are really good. Did you like six over five or five over six? five um well well you said six was the greatest live action thing whatever episode luke was in that was six okay then six yeah six six for me was was the best one and six for me hit because they did luke well that was the thing they they the deep fake was really good and then they were really clever about like having him talk for certain scenes without his face being in the shot Mm-hmm. and it like i mean he was training his lightsaber grogu was doing really cute stuff it, 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 it checked, theme at some yeah point. it checked all the boxes to me for to, for me um i will say five was very easily my second favorite live action episode we've gotten in a long time um and episode two was the only like like boba episode that actually like stood above the rest that's yeah, like the train heist yeah. and his training. Yeah, the, the the train heist that was a good scene. Well, um, the whole episode was good because then him and like training in the desert and yeah, all that. Jazz. But then, but then the season finale, man. You didn't like it? It is what it. I mean, it was enjoyable. Yeah, I think like I think our, I think our overall thoughts were like it was fun. It's a yeah, fun it was episode. fun. I mean, like, I mean, like. like there's literally nothing you can hate about Boba Fett riding a Rancor, you know? True. Like, there's Facts. nothing. Like, that shows up, and you're like, okay, yeah, this is great, you know? Yeah. But, like, there was a lot. There was a lot about that episode. Okay, so, like, very rarely, you guys know this from our time together in the past, very rarely in the moment do I see things. Normally, it's only, like, the second or the third watch that I go back, and I'm really nitpicky. But like in the first watching of that episode, there were things that I was that were taking me out of the episode. Like I know, I know it's a running joke now, but this this spin. Oh yeah. This freaking stupid. He did that spin, and I was like, dude, he would have got capped like four times in the head. Why? But like the first yeah. spin, when Mando does a spin, I saw someone break it down, and tactically, the first spin makes a hundred percent sense. Like it actually because of the where his arms were and the way he was facing, like it makes sense. But then the second spin, I was like, dude, what the freaking hell? You know, I, I, I was like, everyone was complaining about that. And like, I never, I didn't like watch, rewatch it yet or make, pay much attention to it. I was like, well, I thought it was like tactical because he had the one eye. So I thought maybe like he had a turn one around. One eye is better than his other eye. Uh, that, but that's my point. Like maybe he turned oh. because it would have made a better, him see a better, shot? like going from a different angle. And then I was like, it turned the opposite way. I'm like, okay, whatever. Oh, I was gonna say, maybe, yeah, I maybe that was, maybe that was like the trigger to activate his targeting. Like for some reason, when he got his mechanical eye, the the uh, Thundercat was like, hey, okay, so if you want to turn the targeting on, you got to do a full 360. True. 
which would have been even stupid. And also, maybe, maybe it was just meant to confuse the, the enemy. Is a like, good trick. why the heck is this guy spinning? And then you shoot him. No, spinning is a good trick in the right moment. It's kind of like it's kind of like you, in boxing. You gotta go like this, and then boom! With what is this freaking? What is this Wii Sports? <laughs> you <laughs> wrapping it up? Which, by the way, they're coming out with a new Wii Sports. So that's fun. Oh, they are. Oh, I yeah. Uh, Will told me that. I'm pretty sure. Thanks, Will. Um, but yeah. Oh, th- then the Force Unleash is being released on. Yeah, on Switch. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean that that episode it was a mixed bag for me. Like I love loved Cobb Vanth in oh. like he like went from maybe top ten characters to easily like maybe top five or if not top three for me in in like like the on screen media at least. And then it was like the townsfolk showed up in the the space pickup truck with the gun on the back. And they were like, Cad, Cad Bane gunned him down in cold blood. But then he's alive? Yeah, it's stupid. I don't want to talk I, about it's it. Like, there, there was a lot of stuff in, in, in that episode in particular that I was like, well, yeah, but... What's your motivation? Why are you thought, doing this? We thought like, Fennec was dead. And she was laying yeah. in the desert for a hot minute. So maybe they thought he was dead, and maybe he stole his body. No, he probably was dead. And no, he... you don't. You don't die from getting shot in the shoulder. Well, it's like a it, dude. It's a blaster. Bo- it's a no. It's a blaster bolt. It burns okay, you. And, and sure, artery. You're dead in like 15 seconds. But not if you get hit right here. Even if it goes through either, you. Either way, know. it's just like. And and if it hit like an artery or something, like it would cauterize the wound. The wound, anyways. And also, he shouldn't have been the one in that. Can we all agree? He, who, who do you think it should have been? The de- the freaking deputy? He thought Cad Bane was going to be in Cad there. I think Cad Bane should have been in there. He's like, oh, because he, oh. he saved his life, so now he's okay. in debt to Boba. So That's stupid. I, I actually How thought... How is that stupid? That's no, dumb. No, 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 no. But listen, listen. <laughs> I'm going to kill I, you, then force you to follow me by saving you. Like, I, I legit thought that that was going to be who was in the, the tank. Thank you. I actually, when he was like, it, someone's using it. And then you see it, and it's like slowly it panning out. It makes no out. sense, though. You know why? what doesn't make sense? What? Wh- why is freaking Cobb Vanth going to become a cyborg now? Because he yeah, exactly. got injured, and he needs to be repaired. I, I don't know. Unlike you, Andrew, I do not okay, care wait about a second. Cobb wait a second. as a character at all. But like Boba Fett got burned by Sarlacc's stomach acid. Twice. Twice. And didn't need any sort of altercation. This dude gets shot once. Anyways, that's all I'm saying. It's... There were some things I loved about the series. Yeah. Our, Most of it didn't have to do with Boba Fett. Our, there, I said it. Drew and I's biggest issue with like the finale was it didn't point forward to more didn't story. It didn't do anything. No. Like, we thought we were going to get a big like name drop like Thrawn or something like was going to show up at the end for like what the next series is. What's, what's something this big... You know, the Floniverse, the Manoverse, whatever you want to call it, like all these stories coming together. Yeah. We thought there was going to be a big point to that in this episode. We thought maybe Omega was going to show up. We thought oh, yeah. Kira was going to show up. Kira. I now, see. Yeah. But, dude, what if we. I saw somewhere that someone's like, you know what should have been in there? Jabba should have been in there. Like, they should have modded like, like, like a cyber. Jabba. <laughs> <laughs> they found Java, the sand, yeah. and they modded. Yeah, it's him. it. Anyways, this isn't about Book of Boba. I 
I have a lot I mean, of things, but yeah, all right, it was yeah. it was a mixed bag. I'm I'm excited for Mando and Ahsoka and Kenobi, and so help me here. It's on record. And I think I've said this before, but if Disney ruins Kenobi, oh. there's going to be hell to pay. I think you're gonna say you'll be back for the Kenobi. <clears throat> I might be actually. That might be. It's only six episodes. Dude, I, well, everyone knows. I've said it on air. Like it's the that's the thing I've been looking forward to the most out of all of these shows. And right. then just under that is the Soka. True. So, anyways, all right. But this isn't the book of Boba Fett. This is <laughs> the High Republic book. <laughs> so, the Fallen Star, the third book, and what I thought was going to be a trilogy, but it seems like it's not going to be a trilogy. It's just, it's just like phase it's one. Phase one of three. What is phase two? Well, it's a trilogy exception. So there's three phases, uh, and there's a trilogy within the phases. So there's nine books? I don't know, but it, I just wanted to say trilogy exception. So. Okay, I thought that was a technical term for book readers, <laughs> and I was like, no, I don't know no. what these, these terms are. Nope. Well, this is Jeremiah's third book. He's writing the last... This is fourth his whole book. life. Oh, sorry. Fourth his, book. I read his whole, This is his fourth book ever. Uh, I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. Close yeah. Up. So you've you've read all three of these. You read Ahsoka. Now you, now need you to, just need to do Thrawn. Yes. If you want Andrew, keep coming back for episodes. Bro, start reading the Thrawn do, books do the now. Ascension trilogy. <laughs> I was I was thinking like before, like you know, sometimes during like the Wesley Andrews ad, I like show something on screen. It's like get you guys the action. I was thinking, man, I should have had like. Thrawn, book. all the Thrawn oh. books, and just like pick them up and show. <laughs> Dude, I the the third Drew, where are you at with the uh, Ascendancy trilogy? Uh, I am on. I think I'll finish the book three tomorrow. So you're you're I, reading three. So I after I I read, finger quotes. I didn't actually read this book. I listened to it, okay. but after I did that, I'm like, do I busted out a full book in two shift, like a shift and a half? I just kept listening to all the books I already had. And yeah. so I finished the third of the original tr- Thrawn yep. that I didn't finish. And then I already st- I already finished the one, and then I finished two yesterday. And then I'm halfway through three right now. And I should Dude, finish three tomorrow. Three, that third book is one of my favorite Star Wars books ever. Dude, oh. this book right here. Well, that was Cheeto. Yeah, the, the Grand Admiral has made a comeback, we, apparently. We, We've missed him. But this book right here that we're talking about tonight, you guys, is this has a this might be my second favorite book of Star Wars. Really? Under wow. the Lost Star. And I think it's kind of funny that they're both of Carter Gray's Claudia Gray. And they're both really dramatic too. So Which I like. They're, I mean this might be a hot take, but I think she's my favorite Star Wars writer that's not a hot take that's not how she's like Mikhail, one of the main dude, people <laughs> dude like Michaela loves like, claudia gray like like timothy zahn's really good though like i love well uh, okay yeah. i'm biased towards timothy zahn yeah and, but like and i, she's I great. like both but dude i love her. this book when i realized that she wrote it i was like oh we're i'm going all in this is it and this also yeah. made me want to start reading lost star again for the seventh time but <laughs> All right. I, I want Jeremiah to read it. I'm not going to read a love story. Sorry. It's not a love story. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Sorry. I will tell you that for the first quite Star Wars book. Dude, ask David. Ask David. David, okay, you're listening. Well, that's also very subjective 
because it doesn't hold a freaking candle to any of the Thrawn books to me. So, but we but like you, different things. You never finished it though. Because I gave up. <laughs> exactly. It gets <laughs> it gets better. Trust me, it gets way better. You're not even halfway does, in. Does it get like, juicy? Oh, it gets like this book, dude. I'm telling you. There, but I'm looking at my my bookcase over here, and I've got like, I've got Revan. The Bane trilogy. I'm talking about canon books here. Calm down. No, okay. If it's not back, no, 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 no. Reel it in. <laughs> you, you, you wanted me as a guest, and you think we're not going to talk about the Expand Universe? Come on. Yeah, you're a guest. You can't like overtake you, what you're. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> Got to learn your place here. <laughs> All right, but the Fallen Star. Um, what did you guys overall? What are your overall thoughts? What did you guys think? Well, I'll go first because I pretty much already said. But I think it's like my number two favorite books. It's my by far my favorite book out of this. These books, for sure. The first one, I don't even remember any of it really. Wait, really? Really, I don't. I I kind of forgot a lot about from the first book. Dang! Like I remember like the disaster, but like I yeah, I remember the disaster. Like I remember the key. Like this is a bad guy. These are the good guys. The characters, but I, but I, I don't, don't really remember. I don't much. remember a lot. So, and I was like, dang it. Like, I kind of like forgot about Rose, like, motivation. Like, what was his reason? Because, like, I felt like he went over that in his first book. And, like, I don't even remember. It was it was more so the second book. That's, that's even worse. That makes it even worse. <laughs> well, I mean, like, they, they kind of establish him as a character in the first book. And then he like slowly starts to rise to power and then like in the second book towards the end of the second book he's like nah i'm well, we're changing he, the way we're doing things didn't he pretty much om- he took over in the second one yeah second one and then this one obviously he's the main bad guy like they don't even really mention any of the other tempest runners like yeah, there's there's well, even one point where they mention him in this one too yeah honestly. but i mean it is what it is you still feel his presence Oh, the, what, you definitely do. You know, so. I don't, for me, like, I felt like out of all three of these novels, this was the book that was, it didn't feel like it, I was, it was all over the place for me. The first two books, I felt like I was like, there were some times where I'm like, I don't even know where I am. I thought I was reading like a, like a Game of Thrones novel where like these characters names I don't even recognize. You know what I mean? Like, I just felt like this book, it felt more close knit. Well, in a way, you want to know why that is? Why? Because it literally had one main setting. Oh, maybe for, that's why. For most of the bo- yeah. but, but for real, like in the second yeah. book, there was a lot going on. Like, and, and not only that, but I think you have to subconsciously keep track of like, okay, what is, what is Belle doing with Indira? Why are they over here at the shipyard? And then they're, then the ship is like kind of its own setting. But then... Everything's happening on Valo, and then within that, it's like it was just much wide, much more widely spread out. Yeah. Whereas like there was a lot of characters. I mean, there wasn't. I don't think there was any fewer characters in this book than any of the other ones. Maybe on a, one a handful. But but much. yeah, but it's like you had really two locations. You had the upper half. You had the lower half. And yeah. really, most of it happened in the lower half yeah. of the station. So. So I, and and like the hangar bay was like another part. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It just felt like, and it could be her writing too, but it just felt like it was easier to follow along. Yeah, I, don't I can know. see that. Like it just it, it flowed a, a little bit better. Um, the only I don't know. I I enjoyed it a lot. I thought it was a really good book. I I like where they're going with the story, and I like like this is weird, but I like the way they kill off characters in this novels <laughs> like like yeah, in, in the sense of like they actually do it yeah like, there, we were just talking a... about how in star wars like if we don't see them like dead 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 yeah like they're not dead like cat bane we heard a beep everyone was... thinks that boy's alive that boy's alive probably yeah most likely, there right? was there were a few parts in this where i remember thinking oh we don't really know and then it's like and so and so died and i'm like oh Oh, yeah. oh! <laughs> well, you know that makes or like the it whole really time obvious. we thought the Wookiee was still alive, or like I guess we don't know. I guess we don't. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Yeah, but yeah. So like, there's this for me. It just like I loved like I like the way they actually killed off. They're like he's dead, and they're like oh frick, like that. That's this is intense. <laughs> I just thought, and this whole book is very intense. Like yeah. the other two books had a kind of well, the first one for sure had a really slow shirt start to get to everything, and then this book, the second one had a little bit. It took a little bit, and then once the event happened, then it was intense. Like at the end of the book was really good. I felt like this was the whole book was like in an event. Like it was so crazy. So I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a really fun read, and yeah. Granted, I, I read it super quick because I listened to the whole thing, so maybe. Maybe it was harder to read along. I guess I never actually read along with it. So. I, I I will tell you that I would imagine it would be more difficult to read without the audio mm. because there are so many in-chapter scene changes. Yeah. Tons of them. And so I can imagine it being really, really helpful to have because they probably had like a full cast or at least full one cast. It, it was or like Mark Johnson doing all the voices or something. I think so. But like, for instance, like when the Wookiee would talk, yeah. instead of it say like Wookiee talked and then it, it said the yeah, word, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was like they they had his voice in the background, like a Wookiee talking. Yeah. yeah, yeah and yeah. then his like the higher pitch part was actually the words coming out. Yeah. It was like yeah. so well done. But then there are some times where the back audio, it was annoying me. Every time they went to the bay, the same droid made the same beeping noise in the background every five seconds. So for one chapter straight, it was just like beep, 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 beep. It was so distracting. Well, that's what it's like being on a spaceship. Uh, that's true. I mean, true. We all know it's immersive. Yeah, it's immersive. <laughs> I was just like, okay, this droid needs to die. Please <laughs> blow this but, thing up. It but was, like, oh, it was. It was. It annoying. probably did. Oh, definitely did. It was in but, the upper half. So, yeah. But like, uh, but yeah, I would imagine that that was a lot easier to follow because there were definitely times that it yeah. took me a sentence or two to be like, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, I know. I remember what's happening with these other two people and the other part yeah. of this space station. So, and the more characters they kill off, the the more the story is probably going to be easier to follow along. <laughs> nah, they'll add more. Oh, they're gonna. Yeah, I mean, there's remember, there's, there's like they can literally just pull a Jedi out of thin also, air now and be like, "Hey, I he's a main like, character." I do like the point that Yoda actually had like lines in this. Like he said things, like he was talking, but it was like more like 
not like a thought like before it was like yoda taught me this and it was like yoda actually talking through well they must have changed that because it was still flashbacks in this book too well it was still flashback but it felt like it was like not just one word it was like oh two sentences and before it was like yoda's in the background with his hand out like oh yeah yeah, i got you you i i hated that part but you guys know that i got you don't put him in there but Oh, yeah. Isn't he, like, on leave right now, Yoda? No one knows where he is. He's with you, Luke. Like, he's he's with Yaddle. He's with... Oh, making Grogu. Oh. Oh. Fan fiction. Fan fiction, Jeremiah. Write it down. No, no, no. Angie, you want to come back for my Yoda, Yaddle? I'm going to be... I'm going to be busy. For every single one of those recordings, I can I can feel it in the force now. Uh, anyways, so I thought I thought it was really I thought it was good. I thought there were parts reading it that felt slow to me and kind of predictable. Because a few chapters in, you're like, so, you know what's happening. It was, okay, so for example, I just uh, we just recently watched uh, the K drama. All of us are dead. I don't know if Ooh, Drew, have you seen that one? Really good. Bro, it is so People are freaking hyping good. it up. But yeah. everyone says go watch Kingdom. So I'm like, Well, it oh, is it. Kingdom is it, they're two completely different things. Okay. But they, they, they're, they're, they're both better. zombie shows. But one is like in medieval Korea and the other one is modern, modern day. Modern day, yeah. Like so modern day that they reference COVID in it. Oh damn. <laughs> it's like it's like real modern day. <laughs> so Ooh. very different. But in right. in this show. They did a really good job of like, you know, the the storytelling device where, especially in like disaster movies, where you, the viewer, see things happening that you're like, oh no, homegirl got bit, it's over, it's it's starting. But like none of the characters in the story know what's happening, you know? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? So there was a lot of that for the first little bit of the book. It was like, okay, the saboteurs are on Starlight Beacon. Oh no! They sabotage another system. Yeah, it was kind no of no one. Big. No one found them. Oh no! And then of course, like the stuff with the force is happening. So you're, it, it pretty quickly. You're like, oh no, the Jedi could. They would. They should be able to know this is happening, but they can't because of this thing. And then all of a sudden, you know, one of them dies, and it's like it, it's very enjoyable, but it's also it was predictable for me because I'm like very quickly you kind of it kind of hits that you're like oh so. Yeah, They're going to try to blow up the sp- uh, space station, but the Jedi could stop them. So what do they do? They use the one thing against the Jedi that like completely denies their ability to to use the Force correctly. You know, um, I honestly so, think maybe it's because I listened to it. Because yeah, I mean, even, it's probably a very even different when experience. they like talked about or when they're walking through that place to try to figure out what is stopping the force or causing the issues like yeah. it has like an eerie like ghost right. sound and i was getting chills i was like dude this is intense like, yeah, i felt like yeah, i was yeah. like listening to like maybe like it became a zombie book or something like i was like i don't oh, know yeah. what's going on like this is intense so yeah maybe it's go- <laughs> listen to the book you guys yeah. just listen to star wars it, books so it's like, like a movie dude it's, they're so good yeah it it was it was really good. I I enjoyed the the fact that there was no punches pulled in this one. Like like you said, like you you really got a sense that no character was safe. Yeah, obviously, you know, because so many of them died. So many characters that like I was like, oh, I really hope they survive, and then they just get killed off. I'm like, dang, 
And sometimes it's like one after the other within like a chapter, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the intensity of it. Um, they, she did such a good job of like helping me feel like actually get caught up in the emotions of like, cause there were constantly times when I was reading it that I was like very evident that of the feeling of like time is running out and like, I, I could, I could imagine being like trapped on the space station and like being on the cusp of going into the orbit of the planet or the, the atmosphere and like falling to my death. And, and the, the constant theme of like hope versus despair was really good for me. Like I, I enjoy the intensity of it. I think it started a little slow for me personally, but like once it got going, I thought it was really good. Um, and obviously like there's a, there's a theme within these first three books of disaster. And I think they do a really, really good job of telling story through disaster in the midst of it, rather than taking like a third person approach of like the ship's burning up and it fell into the atmosphere. Like, no, you're like in the middle of it, you know, yeah. like there were, it was interesting. There were a few moments when, uh, when they finally, when bell finally, uh, trigger the explosive and the medical tower separates and he's safe on the ship. There were moments where like, I truly felt relieved when I read that he was watching it from afar. And then you, and then you go back into a character's perspective in the space station and you're like, and, and I felt tense again. It was really strange. Like she did a really that's, good job of writing it. I was going to say that's it. a good writer then. Yeah. It's, it was very immersive moment. for me. Yeah. But I think I think the the first few chapters were a little slow, um, especially getting the realization like, oh, this takes place in one place. I thought, yeah. oh, we're gonna get some different locations. Like, no, it Starlight Beacon, you know, it's the main thing. But then it pays off in a really good way later on. Um, my. I loved the character development that happened in this story too. We, I mean, we can get into that, but I mean, overall, I thought it was great. Jeremiah, Jeremit, Jeremit, uh, it comes to me. So I, I would say overall, the more I progressed into the story, the more I liked the book. So yeah, like yeah. Andrew said, it was kind of started out slow. I was like, yeah, I kind of agree with that, but as the story kept progressing, I was getting more and more involved and more eager to read the next chapter and all that stuff. Um, I see Andrew, you said that you felt it was predictable, but I don't think it was predictable at all. Like, cause I didn't even like the whole time when they're trying to figure out like, like there's like figuring out like something's wrong with the force. Something's going like, I didn't, like I knew I was waiting for this creature that we were introduced to from last book, but yeah. like they never like said it. So like, I didn't. Right. So like, right, I didn't right. want to like assume that. I also forgot about that. creature. Like, like, so like I was waiting for it to show up, like at some point in this book, like I didn't realize that that's what it was until they actually did well, it. Like, showed it, it was or it was interesting for me because i think i just caught like there there are clues if like if you go back and really pay attention there's like a moment um there's a moment when they feel the shift and it's the moment 
the saboteurs land, it's only after that that the shift is felt. And then it talks about how, like, when they're in the cargo bay and they're like, yeah, Rathars. And, the, and it's like the, the, the droids, like, looking at the permit. It's talking about, like, droids don't really care as long as the permits were in order and there's Rathars. And it's like this almost like it just like slides past you. It's very nonchalant. But it talks about how they left one of the ships open and two shadowy figures or like a shadowy figure like left the ship. Yeah. And I remember I remember thinking in the moment, like, why? Why would she go out of her way to put that sentence in? Mm. because it didn't it wasn't like a and the raptor rolled i mean like dude raptors are huge like it would have been more than just like and a, a shadow slipped off the ship you know well, i remember the scene with the droid talking about the raptors and i was like i didn't like i didn't get it like i was like yeah yeah yeah. well because it was i, I it took me until shortly after when they started feeling the effects i was like i had to go back and be like wait a second this is the this is the thing, you know, because like she did a really good job of like kind of sliding it in there. I'm gonna see if I can find it while you're talking. Right. Forgot so, my book. <laughs> so um, so yeah, so like, but what I really like though, cause like I, I was kind of picturing this as like a movie or a show. Like obviously, like we have pictures in our heads, but like. Yeah, I think what they could have done if they made this like a live action TV series. Oh, like that would be amazing. Every single time a Jedi was on screen, they could have done the shepherd's tone in the background. Oh, yeah. And like, yeah, yeah, yeah. it would have been like like, very subtly. So like we could hear that tone like of of of, of tense feeling every single time just to like add to like. There's something in the background in the perspective of the Jedi. Like I was kind of picturing that the whole time. You should definitely like, listen to the book. It does. Does it have a shepherd tone? Yeah, they have like Jedi, like like the theme, like constantly throughout it, and it's like it's literally like watching a movie except without visually seeing it. Right. Like even like all the acting, I think he does a lot of the voices, but like they all sound like their own characters and like. Even the way the same guy I believe does the Thrawn books and like Thrawn's voice is intense, so so well done. Like I, I've said this before, like if if you are into Star Wars books but you don't have a lot of time, just get the audio book and it it's amazing. Like it's worth it because even like the all the ships, all the guns, like it's all the same. Like it's it's real. There, it's not like a guy just reading a book to you. Like it's very interesting. Yeah, it's not a guy just reading a book. But so even though I more and more enjoyed the book, I felt like they could have had solutions earlier on that they didn't use. And so, Uh, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but you don't think that's because of the block? No, because it's all practical things. Like, Bell doing the thing with the medical tower, that was all practical. And like when that whole thing with Bell happened, I was like, like they're utilizing airlocks. I'm like, they could have found an an airlock somewhere, and yeah. just use an airlock, use the sabers to open up an airlock, and then had ships like evacuate people. But 
like the one thing that I totally thought they were going to do because they, they made it sound like they're setting it up, but I totally thought geode was going to go out in space without a spacesuit and open oh, yeah. the bay doors or something. Yeah. I could, because yeah. they said they talked about yeah. like three pages about how he, his species could survive in space for like two, three days without any air, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I'm like, perfect. They're going to put him outside. He's going to, moonwalk out there That's and he could have like, done that already done the thing that was it leox is that how, what did they how do you pronounce that name Le- leox 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 yeah he has got, a thick southern accent yeah, I imagined him with a like, southern uh, accent. So like, yeah. I thought that's what, so that's what I thought Geode was going to do. Like Yeah, that's fair. So I was like why didn't they do that? Um and like the whole thrusters thing like they could have definitely went down their way earlier and figured that out so really quickly uh so there's a conversation that happens between the nihil uh people and one of them asks those things back on the ship i've been thinking those things back on the ship don't they need don't they have to be fed uh none of them will live much longer but it doesn't matter i imagine they're feeding already and then there's a little break. There's like a scene change. And it says, unbeknownst to the Nile team, one of the passengers had already gone in search of a hardier fare. A small astromech droid worrying, worrying about, while checking sensors in the cargo bay, heard a loud metal bang as though plating had fallen off of a hole or hatch had been forced open. It willed toward the sound of the, to find a cargo ship, small and nondescript, with its hatch open. Within the astromech could see a shadowy movement. Swiftly, it checked the cargo manifest, then whistled an alarm. Raptars, those were life forms that required immediate containment. The astromech rolled forward, connected with the ship's hatch controls, and was rewarded with an almost instant closing of the door, and then turned and scanned its immediate vicinity for Raptars, found none, and went contentedly on its way after a job well done. Any sentient wouldn't have known that Raptars don't hesitate to burst out of any containment. Would have searched for anyone or anything else that might have escaped that cargo ship. Instead, their cargo bays were run by droids, and droids were more easily satisfied. So it was like, yeah, it but was it also like kind of made it seem like it could still be. Yes, that's what I'm saying. But it's it it you, if you put the pieces together, you're like, oh yeah, that's that's a little different. But I can also see how you could like completely miss that. Yeah, because it wasn't shortly after where. They start feeling the force thing, and then they have a conversation where they're like, "Oh, though there's rat- supposed to be Rathars on the ship," and like one of the Jedi's like, "No, Rathars couldn't make us feel this way," you know. So, but yeah, Geode, uh, Geode was a special character, for sure. Yeah, um, I liked him a lot. No, what the one thing I didn't really like about this book was that it wasn't connected to the second book as much as I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Cause yeah. Like now, obviously how this book ended, the story is going to continue. So yeah. Yeah, yeah, I have to keep that in mind now. So I kind of, but like, I thought like, um, we were going to get more about like the, that technology that I like, could stop, weapons like blasters and lightsabers from working i thought that was gonna come up in this book i thought that that i forgot about that that 
mysterious Jedi girl, that Ty Yorick oh, girl. Yep. Mm-hmm. I thought she was gonna be in this. Dude, I book. totally forgot about. <laughs> I don't. And I like, any of that. so like, I thought all of this was gonna be more tied to those events and those characters, and it wasn't. Um, and I was kind of spoiled about about this book before. It wasn't my fault. No, but like. There's like the special edition or something like cover. Oh yeah. And it's literally the Starlight Beacon like falling yeah, from the yeah. sky. Well, like, I mean the, oh, the name. Okay. The I, name. Well, I didn't want to assume that because Stellan Geos, he's the star of the Jedi. That maybe I guess I could, I he's gonna that. fall when technically okay. spoiler. Okay, don't he no, did not... <laughs> he did fall and <laughs> He was the star, and dang, I don't. I don't he's he's I. He's, he's one dead. with the force. Right he's now. dead. He died. Um. So like, so, I, I, I gone. I thought that, or maybe I thought I was gonna maybe refer to Elzer. I thought that like it was gonna be him because like he was turning to the dark side at the end of the book. He used the dark side. I was like, okay, maybe it's gonna touch more on him struggling with the dark side. Um, and it didn't happen. But when I saw that the special edition book i was like oh i guess it's well, all about don't this buy the books at target then you won't get that special edition no i well, saw someone po- i saw it on, like the one on target article. isn't the special edition it's this one yeah that's when i got no but th- i think doesn't the what's it called i just saw it on doesn't, internet like, i didn't even I was say, but doesn't the poster in there have the picture no. of the star yeah i don't no. have a poster in mine yes you should if you got a target i have a poster in mine I got well, one on Amazon, sorry. Oh, wait, do I have a poster in mine? You should, yes, you should. No, I don't. Nope. Anyways. You got no yours posters. at Target? Yeah. Oh, I, I got mine at Target, and there's a poster, and it's literally that image of the star falling. The, oh. The building falling. Huh. Did I you get gypped? Some, someone grabbed your poster. They might have, actually. But now that, I, now that I think about it, people do that all the time. Anyway, I was... Super shocked that they killed off Biraga. Man, Burry. Burry. Like, <sighs> I really enjoyed him and Bell in this I book. did too. I like, did their too. Their relationship was so great. And then, uh, yeah. And then Bell's words to Elzer at the end about his learning, his, you know, I gave up on Loden. Yeah. I thought he was gone. I gave him, if I searched for him, I could have saved his life. I'm not going to do that same mistake with Briag until I find him. And I was like, dang. And I was surprised that a book made this happen to me. But when the droid gave Stellan's uh, saber, I started crying a little bit. I didn't think a book could ever do that to me. I got a little teary eyed. I was like, <gasps> I like started breathing, like, okay, calm down, Jeremiah. This is just a book. <laughs> but Dude, I mean, um, that, it was a heavy hitter for sure. It was pretty good. And when, that, when that happened, I remember I was bagging up coffee and I dropped the bag. I was pretty like shocked. <laughs> wow. I like, and I was completely shocked when Elzer killed that chick at the end. Oh yeah. I same. I had to read it again. I'm like I did not just read that correctly. Same. And I was shocked. And but oh, he's gone off the deep end. N- not necessarily. Not yes. necessarily. Okay. But, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. And we can get into this later. But 
I this is another reason why I think the Jedi should have done things very differently. And one of the reasons why the Jedi are is still my favorite representation of the order. I have to go because back of, because of that EU with Andrew. Because of the way that they allowed things and they sought balance within themselves. So it wasn't like, oh no, I can't have feelings for Avar, which obviously a ton of stuff had happened between them emotionally, well, otherwise. I, I thought it was interesting <laughs> that they like mentioned that it's common for the younglings to do. To well, I mean, dude, I mean, but come on. No, but 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 I, for I real, I, okay, I like I understand. They for they real, acknowledge they acknowledge something. Freshman year, all the time. On um, yes, I understand that yeah. there's situations that happen, but we are thought to assume that, like yeah. growing up watching Star Wars, that Anakin was the only one with this issue. Where did it say this in the book? It said uh, it in the book. I, yeah, it's I, it it. It's was it this one or was it the last well, it one? It was this one because I remember. I yeah, it talked about how it talked about how Jeremiah that a lot of times the masters were even aware of it. Like yes. younglings or Padawans would get really close, and they'd suspect some some sort of an attachment, romantic or otherwise, would be forming, and then the masters would take them on like a long term mission somewhere else oh, to like split okay. them up, I, and then and then it would essentially. I, okay. I remember that. And instead of freaking so, like, addressing later, the issue, yeah, they hide it. They sweep it on the rug, and then in three years later, they're so much more of a Jedi that they don't care about that anymore. Yeah, well, look how that turned out with Anakin, and literally all but the Jedi what, are dead. But so. you know what I mean, though. Like, well, uh, yeah, but they didn't take him away from Padme. He spent the whole Clone Wars on and off with well, her. Well, they so did like... take him away from Padme because he fell in love with her, and then for years he was under Obi Wan, and they didn't see yeah. each other. Okay, but let's. Be and then he came big. back. He's no like, "You're that, more beautiful." Though. For a senator, a little, I mean. He was a little child. I don't like sand. <laughs> oh, God. It's, it's rough in his course. Anyways. But you know what? Like, but in that situation, though, like, they didn't know. But I thought it was interesting that they, like, literally said, like, sometimes the Jedi will know, and their masters will know, and take the Padawans, like, off in a different world for, for missions up to, like, three years sometimes. Yeah. And then come back, and then their relationship is, like, so much different because they're so much older that they don't yeah. think like that anymore. So it's like yeah, but I don't know. Like that's a pretty bad way of addressing it. Well, I, no, I, it, I don't know how. I, it's over my head. I don't know how to. All I'm saying. I would have done the same thing. <laughs> all I'm saying is, the Jedi had it right, in my opinion, because like part part of well, we're jumping ahead of ourselves a little bit, but part of Elzar's struggle is with these things that have been deemed bad by the Jedi Order that he's having trouble reconciling with, which in and of themselves, most of them aren't inherently bad. Yeah, Like he has feelings for a really close friend that they've been together since they were young. I mean, like that's how I've uh, formed feelings for Micaiah. Yeah, you guys were best friends. We were friends for so long, you know? Like So like I get that, and then... But of course, he's like, no, it's wrong. They don't want me to have attachments, and I've got to do all the right things. And and all of a sudden, like, then he internalizes it, and then he gets angry, and all of a sudden, he's like dealing with the dark side. And like, one good sturdy conversation about this might have solved the issue. Anyways, 
Yeah, but I think yeah, it's just. But there, there's the when uh, Stalin was after he had his encounter with the creature, and he yeah. started to come to, and he had there's a long conversation between him and Elzer. Yeah, about yeah, 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 yeah. About his struggles with who he is, like he's like, how can you? I don't have to go look it up, but like he was like how the order just defined him and how there's meaning in the yeah. order and yeah. like something about like how can you define who you are if you don't even know who you are something like something yeah, along yeah, those yeah. lines like because he but made himself also, one with the order like he thought the jedi yeah and in the jedi the force and the jedi order were one and the same for him but like orla is or orla Orla, yeah. Orla, she's I loved like, her character. She she made the comment like, Stellan, you're you're confusing the Force with the Order. Like, you're not yeah. the same thing. Which is exactly what Qui-Gon warned against before Ish hit the fan. Yeah. I so think anyways. that was also interesting, too, about, like, their relationship with each other. Yeah, it, le- it let me believe that there was a little, there was a little uh, Obi-Wan a and... A uh, little triangle going on? What? What? No. No. I just thought him and Stellan and Orla had had some past, like some history oh, flirting or something. No, that's what I mean. Like, yeah, it seemed. I don't know. Yeah. Well, and at Jeremiah, I will tell you that um, when you were talking about like what happened to this character, what happened to this character, uh, a lot of the supplementary books is where some of these characters take center stage. So, like for example, there was another book that focused heavily on the Dringir that. Uh, Alfie and Leix and Geode and Orla, like they were all main characters in that book. Oh, really? Earlier in this phase, yeah. So, like, you don't have to know. Like, obviously, you just they she Claudia Gray did a great job of being like, you don't really know who Orla is, but you have a really good idea of what she does and why she's working with Elzar. You know, yeah. it's like you get enough to be able to understand the story. But like, I know that the comic books and the other novels and stuff provide a lot of extra context. And I think we'll continue to tell the stories of these characters. Again, you don't have to have the context, but I think to fully experience the story they're they're hoping that people will like consume all the different media types. Yeah. Cause like, for example, uh, uh, what is it? They're called the, I remember seeing something on starwars.com. Like there's this new, thing they're talking about called the soulless or something like that and i didn't read anything about it um because i didn't want to spoil it into this book depending on if it was related but then they were talking about they showed like a an excerpt from an upcoming comic that was i'm guessing was very heavily related to the effects that we see in the book from whatever these creatures are so like i feel like you're gonna i'm gonna need to at least probably dive into the comics or something to see i've i had a friend who read the comics for a lot and they said that it got so boring that they just stopped oh no but i don't know if that's real like they they're also like a star wars fan but like not like oh. die hard die hard but they i mean they watch all this stuff so i don't know maybe they don't appreciate it the same way because we read the books so maybe you'll probably appreciate it better, Andrew. But yeah, I don't know. But, uh, I just want to read my my the funniest moment or f- funniest lines in the book because I I'm gonna remember these lines for the rest of my life. But 
uh, it was early on in the book when I was talking about, I don't know, it was Regal, Regal Call, however how you say it. Oh, name. yeah. So it talks about how he took the task of taking on oh, teaching younglings. I think I know what you're going to say. So yeah, he yeah, says, yeah. well, he still thought nothing was more exhausting than teaching younglings. The Nile were bad, sure, but trying to manage a room full of toddlers yeah, who yeah, missed yeah. their naps and just figured out that they can basically do magic. It was not a task for the week. Like, yeah, I, I thought it was the funniest thing. Like, I never, I always pictured every youngling like we see in episode two, like when Obi Wan comes in when Yoda's teaching. Like, they're all oh, like nah. all together, like really like mature. And like, I never thought of a two year old kid who realized he can basically do magic going crazy. Like. I, I just never thought of it that way. I was like, this I, is kind of funny. <laughs> that actually is a good segue. One of my favorite things about the High Republic books in general is how they've humanized the Jedi experience. Yeah. Just from start to finish. So, like, you get a glimpse in that respect of, like, oh, no, Jedi toddlers are still toddlers. And toddlers <laughs> suck. <laughs> sometimes you know but then you but then you have these you know have this glimpse into the adolescent experience where they're uh having relation they're having relationships of various kinds and they're hormonal teenagers that are growing up and it's like oh they're they're sentient normal sentient beings (laughs) they're not these people that grow up as like monks in a monastery the way we initially thought. And then mm-hmm. my favorite thing about Avar, Stellan, and Elzar is the struggles that we're seeing, that we've seen within them. So like Elzar has his own thing, which is obviously his kind of flirting with the dark side of the force and his struggles with that. Stellan, you really get a ton of context into his inner workings during this this episode, during this book. And you see him struggle in a very different way. And I think we're going to get more of Avar as we continue on. But like, that was one of the things that like, I don't think we really got like during the Clone Wars. Like, of course, Anakin, you're going to see it in Anakin. Because he he has to. Like, we already know he turns to Darth Vader. So there has to be some sort of a struggle. And obviously, yeah, sorry. (laughs) And obviously, all the time now. Obviously, like the people that are around him, Ahsoka, Obi Wan, Padme, well, more so Ahsoka and Obi Wan because they're Jedi, you expect there to be tension. You expect there to be the moments where Obi Wan's like, You're my brother, you know, and they're having all these tension. But like, we don't, we've never seen Jedi like, Oh, I'm in love with another Jedi and I don't know what to do with it. Or like, I was so outrageously angry that I just split a woman in half. Or, or like we've ne- we haven't seen them, them fail that way, in a way that's not as obvious as Anakin. So I I liked the complexity that it added to these people who seemingly are, you know, they're they're kind of painted to be more perfect in yeah. other areas of canon, you know, mm-hmm. where they they're, they're the heroes all the time. They don't do it. They don't really do bad things. Well, I think even the way that the people around them portrayed the jedi like like you got that whole that character who was like really like he was like not a he was a bad guy the oh, the guy holy 
Yeah. Holy Lynn. Oh, oh gosh. I, I, ABC I was so happy when that guy got killed. Oh, for real. Everyone was. Ace of Staves or something. Or, yeah, Ace of Spades or something. Ace of Spades. No, Ace of Spades <laughs> is a song. Ace of Staves. Oh, okay. The shit Anyways. name. I didn't read it. I just heard it. It sounded like Ace of Spades. So I was like, oh, okay, cool, I guess. But either way, I, like. I did not like him because I, pe- I know people like him. <laughs> and that's what I was like. Yeah. Oh, I hate dealing with people like that but like his character was also like alignment like there's still people that don't trust the jedi at all that isn't just part of the um the the bad guys like essentially yeah, yeah, yeah the night hill you know like there is other people that have this opinion as well but then also his opinion was also he just that he was a close person and he wants to scam everyone essentially and get his way and so he was he was i was happy that that boy died it kind of Dude, took too long in my that opinion, moment, but that that moment was hilarious to me. Oh, yeah. He shoots a rock basically, <laughs> and the rock deflects his blaster bolt straight to his chest. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, uh, but yeah, I I really liked, I, and I've really liked this whole time the the development that we're getting for these Jedi, and you're like, oh, these are these are real people that have extraordinary abilities but like even um there were even many moments in this book where they would talk about how like especially elzar like didn't draw on the force and he's like sometimes the like the force can be perceived as this all-powerful thing that solves all your problems but sometimes it doesn't and sometimes you have to like roll up your sleeves and like do it yourself which i thought was very interesting bell like completely like turned off in the force most of this time too no no that was just Oh, that was old? that was last that was the last book because he lost mm. Loden. Yes. So, uh, that's right. yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I so there's a line where I think Elzer was talking. I can't remember if it was Orla or if it was Indira. But when they realize that he's like operating without using the Force, they're like, "Well, then maybe you're the key to saving us." But like, yeah. So I thought he was going to save the day at the, in, in the book somehow. And he almost did, but no. So it's like, I don't know. I just felt like with like the geode thing, with like that thing, with the conversation with Elzer there, like there was just things where I'm like, I was misled to believe things in this book. And I was kind of like, okay, whatever. But I don't know. You can't predict everything, Jeremiah. Sometimes (laughs) you just got to roll with it and whatever happens, happens. Yep. Okay. But I, I real quick, I know we've talked about this a lot, but I think the whole thing about the Jedi having attachments, and this is something that bothered a lot of people, and I want to know Andrew's opinion on this, but the way Luke had the attachment, like <laughs> he had this attachment with Vader, and then as soon as Grogu has his first Padawan, was having attachments, he like gave him a choice and like pretty much didn't want to train him. I I think a lot of people are like really confused about that whole thing. And it like it doesn't really make any sense. Well oh sorry. You wanted to add Well I will say that uh Luke Skywalker in the expanded universe, everyone everyone roll your eyes okay, collectively. He was married. Uh, definitely c- continued in that tradition. Where he was like doing things very in a very you know traditionally unorthodox way, um, 
but I think in canon, like when you're the only person who has a skill and you have no idea what you're doing in teaching others, what are you going to fall back on? Are you going to pave your own trail? Or if you have a guide, are you just going to default to that? You know? Um, Cause like I did, the, I do the same thing. Some, or I used to do the same things uh, sometimes with uh, when I used to teach guitar, if it was a, an area of music that I wasn't, you know, particularly experienced in or a genre that I wasn't experienced in, I relied more heavily on books rather than my own experiences or instructional material. So I'm, I'm wondering if it's yeah, because Luke was true. like, I have no idea what I'm doing. So well, I got these sacred texts and yeah. they say no attachment. So Grogu, you got well, I was going to say, I feel like also Ahsoka had a lot to do with like trying to make sure like, like Mando didn't get involved as well. So maybe yeah. she had an influence on Luke in that sense of like, well, because remember what happens if you have attachments. Yeah. That happens. I mean, remember she's, still probably dealing with the aftermath of her attachment to... like ending terribly you know because of her relationship with anakin and plus she grew up as a jedi too so she's still got all that ingrained in her um i know this has so... nothing to do with the book but when she was talking about you're oh you're so much like your father oh that probably you, huh? <laughs> yeah that yeah that was a good that was like the best Speaking of speaking of rocks, uh, let's let's do a quick rundown of the summary of the book sure. since we like since we've already been all over the place uh, with this. Uh, so it's it's very complicated and yet very simple at the same time. So there's a lot of details, and yet the story itself is fairly straightforward. So we'll just do a quick kind of like thirty thousand foot view uh, overview. So everyone has the context, but essentially the setting is all starlight beacon. Um, aside from like one or two scenes on the gaze electric, um, and one or two scenes like on Aram, Aram, how do they pronounce it in the book, Drew? Aram, 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 Aram. Yeah. Okay. Um, so basically everything takes place in starlight beacon. Um, it's like what? Four months. A few it was like a, a handful of months after the second book. Yeah, it yeah. was pretty quick. Um it was like enough where like they the characters had kind of moved on, but close enough where things were still like, fresh. Yeah, like after that whole event, like people are still in shock from it, you know. Like yeah. They're still per probably still cleaning up that planet where that thing happened, you know. Like yeah. Fallow, like yeah. Um so basically, so what happens is Martian Rowe pretty early on is he's uh, labeled as like the bad guy behind the scenes uh, orchestrating all of this. He orders a bunch of attacks on seemingly random worlds uh, and their job, the Nihil's job is literally just to wreak a just unprejudiced like destruction on anyone and everyone they can find. Um... And so they do that, and obviously the Starlight Beacon station that has been moved to assist with helping this Aram planet like regain their water supply, essentially. It's like a, refu it's like a refuge, uh, refugee uh, relief-type mission. 
um, they the Starlight Beacon begins taking in refugees from these planets that have been attacked. In the midst of everything that is happening, these three Nihil saboteurs get on board. Uh, we've already hinted at this, but they bring on. I think I think it was two of the these like force beasts. We still don't know what they are, which is kind of annoying because that like to me that's one of the most interesting things about this book. And like They're I want to know that suck your they're vampires that suck your whole body yeah but they they also dash. they're like animals they're not like humanoid but and they're all but see what's interesting they also if at least the way I interpreted it through listening it seemed like they didn't even like touch these people no they didn't it was it was like a proximity thing yeah like they're just close enough where if they got too close the Jedi would get so hungry that they would like melt it to ash. No, no, no. They don't get hungry. It's fear. But didn't they kept saying about like they're dreaming so, that they're hungry all the time? And no, no, no. They can sense that the creatures are hungry. Oh, the creature, that's what it was. The, yeah, yeah, the creatures yeah, yeah, feed yeah. on the force the users. Fear. Yeah, so the force essentially from yeah. them. Um. So, uh, they bring they get on the Starlight Beacon. These Nihil over the course of many days begin sabotaging Starlight Beacon posing as like maintenance workers and stuff hitting systems that wouldn't raise alarm or if they do they reprogram certain status status symbols and stuff like that to basically look like everything is fine um and while this sabotage is happening which the jedi would have normally been able to sense they're dealing with the problem of this these mysterious creatures being on board uh jedi start to die um, so the first one is, so uh, Regal, Regal. Right? yeah, who reminded me of like a Harry Potter professor and he, he just seems like he would have been one of the ones at Hogwarts in one of the movies. I, I really liked his character. Um, and in the process of him being killed, uh, Indira Bell's master is like not, she's close, but she's not too close. So she doesn't die, but she like she's out of commission for the rest of the novel. Like it, it takes her completely out. She's like barely alive. She slowly starts to recover that sort of a deal. So the Jedi are very preoccupied with this, this sort of a thing. And obviously, like we mentioned, it's a proximity effect. And so it, it ranges from everyone on the station at their farthest points away, not being able to draw on the force and sense the force correctly. It, it they mentioned that it was very muffled were muddled and they they weren't able to it felt distant they weren't able to call upon it as it normally they normally would be to like do certain things it felt weak and feeble to being directly close you know in in the the same area as these things um it talks about how they complete like they completely hallucinate like it talks about how like the walls and the floor begin to melt and their sense of direction is completely thrown off and like they see weird colors and then the the main characteristic is like animalistic like primal intense fear like that's the last thing they experience and then they end up as like this grayed out hollow husk of their former self uh like Loden did ended up in um at the end of the second book or the first second, second book. book second book um and so 
the Jedi are dealing with this. The saboteurs are sabotaging everything. There's a lot of like intricate detail stuff and relationship building and character building that happens uh, in the midst of all this. Elzar is seen off with Orla on a retreat following the whole thing that happened with Valo to get himself recentered again. And they talk about his story and him and Orla leave and he has a sense of normalcy, but he's still kind of guarded. He's not drawing on the force the way he should, which is why we mentioned the Jedi, the other Jedi basically saying like, Oh, you might be the, the person who can actually save us, which they, it took them way too long to be like, Hey, normal people come help us. They should have been like, hey, all of you people that we know you have weapons on your ships, grab a bunch of blasters and go down there and like smoke this thing out, essentially. Like, anyways, so, uh, yeah, so this is happening. And then it all kind of leads up to the fact that they plant, they, they sabotage all of the systems that they would need to either call for help or regain normalcy in a damaged space station. And then they plant a bomb right beside the main reactor. And then it explodes and essentially bisects starlight beacon into the top half and the bottom half. Um, and then a majority of the story is spent in the midst of that disaster. And a lot of it is like, a challenge presents itself. Some sort of a mini disaster happens and they have to solve it. And they think they're getting closer to being able to, to like, uh, you know, save themselves or save other people. But then something gets in their way and it's just like one thing after the other. And it's like hardship after hardship. The, the station breaks into two pieces. They were already on their way into crashing into the surface of the planet. They're or orbiting. Now two sections of the station are on their way to crashing into the planet um, and most of the main characters are on the bottom half, which stays in orbit the longest. Uh, the top half, they pretty much write that off. <laughs> it was like, yeah, <laughs> RIP top half, up, doesn't it? Well, yeah, it does. But it was like, it was like, yeah, we were in the hub, and like then they moved the office down to the lower half, into the marshal's yeah. office. They like moved the command center. And all of a sudden, like nothing really happened to the top half, and then all of a sudden, it disintegr it disintegrates. Um, See, what I there was hundred was wasn't there like hundreds of Jedi's that died on there? Well, yeah, the there yeah. Well, I mean, there were hundreds of people. There were Jedi that died, but there's, like there's Avar, only like a few Jedi that were on top, right? Yeah, but like Avar, it's they act like in the book it said like it it seemed like there was a lot that did pass away on the top of that. Yeah, it it was more than a handful, but I, I know yeah, Jericho says Maru. Well, Maru thought, dies. He was a main I character. That, didn't they say that they were able to attach ships to the top part? When to the, Ad, the Ataraxia, Avar's flagship. To, they were able to evacuate most of the people off the top, weren't they? They weren't able to get them all. But most of them, so... Well, that's still death. Well, I know. I'm saying, but like, it wasn't like hundreds of people. Like It made it seem like it was. I didn't get that at all. So, but, but the the top half, they no. like it just disintegrates. But this is what I was confused about, which I didn't get until like later on. But I thought the medical bay was on the top half this whole time. Oh, 
it was a tower. Right. I got that now after like I connected to the bottom died. half. But like, yeah. Like, yeah, it was kind of confusing. You're right. Because Bell, you know, he has to, he finds the, the Bell and Biraga were like climbing down a shaft. I saw, I thought that was like the only clear thing from top to bottom was what they were able to squeeze through. Mm-hmm. And like he was like worried about trying to get back up there to Indira and his doggo em- Ember. Ember, yep. Yeah, and so I was like, so I, I was confused this whole time. I'm like, the the top half disappeared, like goes off and like crashes, and he's still talking about trying to get to Indira. I'm like, did you not know the top broke off? Like, like well, and then it, and then they they conveniently are like, at, like there was a moment where Bell looked and he was like. Oh, the medical tower is still connected to the bottom half, and you're like, "That's really convenient for you, Bell. Good job." <laughs> hey, man, that dog means a lot to him. Okay. Well, no, dude. Let me I tell you something. Dog. L- let me tell you something. Bro. If they kill off Ember, there are two things. There are two things that are going to make there's going to be hell to All pay right, for Dizzy. Ruining Kenobi, killing Ember. No, there's one more. See, you already forgot about the other one. You what? don't remember number three is what was for you? Well, remind me. Uh, it's your favorite girl from the Bad Batch. They kill her off. Oh yeah, yeah. Nah, there's there are three. Let's see, you 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 hurt Omega, or you kill Omega, you kill Ember, or you you ruin Kenobi for me. You're done. What what if what if Ember sacrifices her life to save Bell well, in a later book, and look, that's how if, it goes out. If if that I will accept. I will accept that <laughs> with a a heavy heavy heart i will honor that sacrifice but if it's just like and he wasn't able to save her and she went down with the shit no no what what if what if bell and ember track down martian martian roe yeah and roe shoots ember and then bro bell turns to the dark side and kills Martian Row. And it's like in his fury. One, I don't think Bell's gonna be the character to do that. Oh, I was gonna say there's other <laughs> but, characters that are already But still <laughs> I would I would I would say Bell, job well done. Go home and have a cookie and some Wesley Andrews coffee. Oh, have a good day. Speaking of Wesley Andrews coffee, <laughs> they are also our they are our sponsor, our one and only sponsor right now. And hey. Even though even though, you know, not everyone drinks coffee, we offer it to everyone. And you can There's get a tea great on deal. the website, too. There's so. tea also, yep. So, in good old-fashioned, Andrew, your favorite part of the... <laughs> or I should say second favorite. Your, your favorite part's later on. But Yeah, it is. What? Let's, let's uh, listen to an ad from our sponsor, Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. Hey everyone, Andrew here. I'm pleased to tell you that the sponsor of today's episode is Wesley Andrews Coffee and Tea. If you don't know anything about Wesley Andrews, you definitely should. They're an award-winning coffee roaster and shop in Minneapolis, Minnesota, and they make fantastic coffee. The awesome thing is that whether you live in the Twin Cities or not, you can get their coffee beans delivered straight to your door by ordering them online. They even have a subscription service that ensures you never run out of amazing coffee. If you've been looking for some new coffee to try or a way to elevate your normal coffee routine, now's your chance. Head over to wesleyandrews.cc, use the code Empire Radio, that's with a capital E and a capital R with no space at checkout, to get 15% off your first purchase of any bags of coffee 
or a coffee subscription. I can't think of a better deal. Get 15% off some great coffee, support a small business, and support your favorite Star Wars podcast. In the words of Emperor Palpatine, do it. Do it. Do it. Do it. Oh, wow. Product placement over here. What is it? Not a sponsor. Is it? It's that bougie, they want to. It's bougie, trendy water. water. It's this water. It's caffeinated water. That's. It's not. It's this water. It's this not water. caffeinated. No. It's oh. This water. Is it this carbonated? Nope. Just. Why do they have it in a can? Because it. It's more restrict. It makes it look like you're than bottles, and it looks an like beverage. you're. Yep. Exactly. But you're trying to yeah. be healthy. Like. Yeah. People freaking people have all over Instagram. Here, guys were drinking that back, stuff and i'm like the bottom of it it says murder your thirst yeah like I, i've seen people like all all these trendy it's, musicians okay, drinking that and like you know, topo chico oh topo chico slaps is but that's the thing it's like now we're doing trendy water okay yeah coffee's one thing no you know we're, we're the, okay but the thing is with this like you know how we had that water conversation like what's the best water this is by far the best water i've ever had in my life if, mm. Go to Whole Foods, Andrew. Go buy you some. I don't have enough, mon- I don't have oh, enough money to shop at Whole Foods. It's a, it's a dollar. It's like a dollar ten. It's cheaper than most water now. Like from like anywhere It's not else. cheaper than my filtered fridge water. Okay. Oh, burr, burr, burr. And then Jeremiah's over there. I don't even filter my water. Single yeah, just tap water. Like yep. dirty St. Paul tap water. <laughs> What's wrong with water? Tap St. Paul water. No, I wouldn't trust it. I wouldn't either. I have been drinking it for twenty or twenty, (laughs) thirty-two years. Maybe that's maybe that's a side effect. (laughs) Yup, there it is. (laughs) Uh, Anyways, but yes, but get Wesley Andrews. Don't. Yeah, you should. This is not sponsorship. But if you guys want to sponsor us, hit us up. Yo, I got some filters and I got a new kettle. So you're gonna order Wesley tomorrow. May- you maybe send you some. He wants free maybe. Coffee. Oh no! I'm saying I, I've got I've got a little bit of Stumptown left, and then they've got. Okay, oh, I'm sorry. I do buy. Oh, you don't know. I I got a different job. No, I do. You told me. Oh, okay. Because you're just roasting now, right? For another company. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you, yeah, you told me. Uh, but I got. Stumptown, and I've got some. Um, there's a brand, there's a black owned brand called Black and Bold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, their their coffee's been good. I've got some of that, but I've also been drinking Nespresso lately because they brought back my favorite one, the Jamaica Blue Mountain. Mm-hmm. And it is, are there mountains in blue? Jamaica? Blue ones, really? <laughs> Definitely not. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably a blend. <laughs> But oh, it's it's my cool. favorite one I've ever had. So they they brought it back and actually I, I don't bought. think you could even grow coffee in Jamaica. There's not enough elevation. Yeah, coffee isn't I even could. real. Well, okay, well it's definitely real. They, they grow sponsor. other things in Jamaica. <laughs> yeah, okay. Maybe that's why it's his favorite. <laughs> Jeremiah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Anyways. Uh, anyway. <laughs> um, uh, so yeah. So uh, the station breaks apart. Top half burns up. 
It's really yep. sad. And then the rest of the book is a grueling uh, fight for life on the bottom half. Yeah. And then a lot, a lot of people die. A lot of people and you, die. And you think it's about to be over, and then it's like another like three, four, five more. It's like chapters. they got this point where they said, okay, we have three hours. This is the longest three hours yeah, I've ever experienced in my like, entire life. And like, it was like 10 chapters went by, and they're like, yeah, we got two more hours left. I'm like, what? And then like another 10 chapters is like, we've got 45 minutes left. And you're like, wait, what? And then another 10 chapters, and they're like, we have 15 minutes left. I was like, how does time work? <laughs> Anyways. Uh, it's, so, like, uh, it's like in uh, Interstellar. Oh, that's a, still one of my favorite it. movies of all time. Still never seen it. <sighs> well, you should. Well, how about this? So, fun fact, guys. Ooh, oh, 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 Fun fact, guys. <gasps> what? Coming up? Coming up to Minnesota for a visit? Actually, might be. Oh! oh! Wait, 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 wait for it. <laughs> so, uh, you remember how last year my buddy had me up for Easter? Oh, Easter, to play, yeah. yeah! To play for his church. So, he texted me a few weeks ago, and he was like, Hey, so, you remember that thing? You remember, you remember that Easter thing? I was like... Yes, I, I remember Easter. It's a it's a it's fairly a large thing. deal. Yeah, <laughs> and and he was he was like, no, but do you remember the thing where you came and played for my church? And I was like, yeah, I also I had a blast. I remember that. He's like, so would, would you like want to do it again? <laughs> I was like, I mean, if I can, I don't exactly know what work's gonna look like, but if I can make it work, I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. So, uh, I don't have nearly as many a lot of the people that i would i would have seen have moved so from minnesota yeah why yeah. it's not it's not us that two and tanner who else is there do you need to see? oh a tanner oh man Tan -tan forgot about tanner Dude, but he has a girlfriend now yeah. so yeah. he has so... a girlfriend Wait, 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 wait. Are you Facebook serious? Official. Oh, yeah, Facebook official today. <laughs> I don't know if we're supposed to say that on air, but oh, it's right. Facebook official, so... I think it happened, what? Like, was it today or yesterday or something? It was yesterday, I think. Oh, yeah. that's probably why I don't know about it. Wow. I, I, yeah, oh, so he's probably too busy listen, listen. now. He messaged me, no, he messaged me on Instagram like 15 minutes before we started recording where this guy had been working on a, a replica Whistling Bird gauntlet. Yeah, Ooh. and it was like super cool. He didn't say anything about his relationship. It was well, it's funny because like watching his stories, it was like person. it was like a couple weeks ago or last week. He's like it was said, yesterday. He went on a date and he was talking about like on Valentine's to, like, Day. Ooh. It was Valentine's Day, but he was like talking about listening to certain music to like uh -huh. get hyped for the date. And I was like, was it? You should have played Across the Stars. <laughs> but. So yeah. yeah, so he's probably too busy for us. Yeah, so. he he has a also, girlfriend. So I think it's really funny that we've talked about this one of our fans for that much. Until okay, yeah, it's pretty. Anyway, sorry, Tanner. Congratulations, Tanner. Right we put you on you. hardcore blast. Uh, oh, so she's friends with uh, hey, Lee's hey, wife. Whoa, 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 anyways, anyways, why. anyways. <laughs> well, we Tanner, congratulations, <laughs> congratulations, my dude. I'm pumped for you. Um. Tan Tan the girlfriend man. <laughs> Thanks, Will. Anyways, so listen. Uh, <laughs> anyways, <laughs> that was pretty good, Will. That was good. That was good. Anyways, so there's a there's a possibility that uh, I might be up there for Easter, and if I do, uh, the extra in the extra time that I have, I was planning on like not trying to see as many people anyways to just to keep things simple and maybe 
doing more. If, if Jeremiah would be willing to make that pizza again, because that pizza pizza. was, that pizza, it's still some of the best pizza I've ever had. All y'all think Jeremiah's whole like cooking thing, like I know, I know it's hard to like gauge how good he is on the internet, (laughs) but if that pizza is any indication of the rest of his dishes, and muffins, we know those big old muffins. The muffins are good too. Oh man, those muffins are really good. Yeah, so anyways, I'll break my diet for that pizza just for Andrew. Two years in a row, baby. Dude, yeah. Yeah. So, sure. anyway, so it's it's not a promise. Uh, nothing solidified yet, but it's on the table, and Whoa. we might be able to do some Empire Radio content while we're there. So, so does that does that mean you're saying we need to watch Interstellar? That because that was like what inspired this bringing that full circle, maybe because mm-hmm. I, Drew is so good. Well, so it's I'm not I, say, saying it's not, I just you know what that means you can meet Miles, <gasps> the little chunk. Oh, my! Oh, every time you post a picture of him, my, my heart melts. My kid is huge, <laughs> if you guys but don't he's know. so cute. He's you, you posted a picture of him the other day <laughs> that and I, 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 so it was on your story. Mm-hmm. One of him on the couch in one of oh, his like his fresh vans? his fresh outfit, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I I've held my thumb down so your handle would it faded away for a second, and I was like, I looked at McKay, I was like, McKay, looking at this child, whose child is it? Because like I have never seen, at least recently, a kid that looks so equally like the two of you. Like really? I look at him and I'm like, I know exactly who his parents are. And so I did that. I was like, Micaiah, whose parent, who's, whose kid is this? And she was like, almost immediately, Drew and Stephanie. I was like, yep. <laughs> so he's adorable, I think he man. looks like Stephanie a lot. but I, I, I saw that same picture, and I'll say that's the first time I felt like that's definitely a shoemaker. Oh, really? See, that's so weird. Because like that same day, I, we have a picture of Stephanie's. I'll post that on my Instagram. But we have a picture of Stephanie's baby photo, the same uh-huh. age. And yeah. they look almost the same. It's so weird. But it's yeah, so no, funny because like the only the only material Drew ever posts on his personal account now is like stuff he Ooh. tags Traeger in yeah. and and Miles. <laughs> I'm trying to get, I, I'm I'm trying to get a Traeger sponsor. So if you're listening, sponsor. Hey, anyways. Well, why don't you? We should start. Are you doing that through uh, your personal IG or for Empire Radio IG? My Traeger personal stuff. because. Well, I like try. Or I, I don't know if Star Wars people want to see me cook salmon. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. I mean, like, I mean, I will say it looks really good. You could post so. something taking them like, "Hey, the Empire really loves cooking oh. some." All right. Well, you gave me permission, so. Yeah, I got, cause I wanted to ask you if we could reach out to the Donkey Chips and get sponsored by them. But what's the Donkey Chips? What Donkey Chips? What's They're that? the best. They're the best chips I've ever had in my entire life. Well, they're I mean, I'm tortilla down chips. For any sponsorship? So they're yeah. tortilla <laughs> chips, and they're the best tortilla chips I've ever had in my entire life. And you know, you know me, my money. I I buy <laughs> yes, like oh, generic we do. brand we do. foods. I I get the cheap stuff because I don't care. And I saw these ones, and they're on sale for like the same price as the cheap stuff. I'm like, okay, I'll get these. <laughs> which which flavor? I get the salted. But here's the thing. So the orange packet? It's red. Okay, well, color is misleading on the internet because that definitely <laughs> looks orange, but it's fine. But they're very lightly salted, and they're a very thick, dense chip. So like when you dip it, you're not going to break it. 
Like it's yeah, it's, it's stone ground, hundred percent stone ground whole corn, whole, whole grain white corn. And I'm telling you, it's the best chips. Wow! If you see them. Will in the chat. How did we get to doggy chips? <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. I was like, because I was thinking like the other day, I was like, I wonder if I can like tag donkey chips on instagram but hey they have an instagram they have the hey donkey chips do you have the best chips in the galaxy or something like that? do they have an instagram yeah of course they do they're donkey chips i i realize how silly that question is now that you said it that way drew thank you (laughs) but yes uh also you know what you could do is you could clip this whole conversation and put it on instagram and then just tag them in it and we could tag trigger and donkey Traeger, chips donkey yeah. chips uh, okay so here's the thing now water. i need to try donkey chips if i end up coming up there all right, i'll have a bag for you okay so anyways all well, that to say you can make a dish with donkey chips jeremiah or we could just have pizza and donkey chips you put or, donkey chips on your pizza true or you can make pizza come to my house i can grill too oh stop and then we can hang out with Miles and watch whatever you want. We want to watch. Yeah, I I will say that I, again. None of this is uh, like none of this is a done deal yet. But we should definitely do something special, make some content or something. If I do come mm, up there, I like content. Vlog it up again. Yeah. Vlog it up. Which I'm like, still planning vlog. on. We could vlogging try and, Disney. We, we could try and like. Yeah. Okay, we don't know if we're gonna get a third year of sponsorship with Cufflinks, but we could try oh. and make an epic video just in hopes that. We yeah, just have it sponsor. sitting on the back burner until yeah. we. Yeah, and we just gotta just, like copy and paste like something in there, just like. But we need more Star Wars. Yes. Fallen, the Fallen Star. Uh, yeah. So and then it falls. Yeah. The end. That's uh, kind of so. Here, so this is so. Here's the thing. Like like I said, this is a really difficult book to be able to cover because it's it's like the story is in the details more so than other stories I've read. So like there a lot of other stories there's clear plot points where like Thrawn goes here and then he goes here and they have a conversation and the Grisks are doing something and blah blah blah. But like this is like really the whole point of the book is like this station is falling apart. Right. And the story points are from like them talking in the docking bay like the different ship owners like alfie and leix and geode and all this like there's like sub kind of these subplots going on there and then there's like the jedi subplot where they're trying to figure out like what's going on with the force but also like we're definitely not at 100 percent, and we're trying to hold the space station together and do you know refugee and relief work you know um and we can't and forget then, we haven't talked about uh nan and What's your face? Yeah. Yancy? Chancy. Chancy, yeah. So I we even talking about them. Depending on the way they said it in the audiobook, Chauncey. Uh, it was actually, I think it was just Chancy. I would have read that as Chauncey every single time because of Chauncey. Oh, yeah. You know Chauncey. I mean, I got a house because of him. I know him before you guys knew him. He accidentally slapped me in the face once, and I chased him down the hall and tackled him. <laughs> that sounds like he, a Jeremiah move. He he meant to like f- slap me, like fake slap me, like miss me. Uh huh. But he actually full blown hit me, and he like he got scared, and he started running. And I chased him. I tackled him down the hallway, and that was a fun story. 
That's, that's, okay. that's it. Okay. <laughs> that's it. That's all the story. It was, it was over. Yeah. Yeah. So, so anyways, uh, I, I didn't really, I don't know. I, I know that Nan and Chansey were characters in the, in another book, but every time it went back to them, I was like, oh, we're, we're on them again. Really? Really? I didn't get that Well, because it was like, it would, it would always be like a Jedi. They just found another freaking Jedi husk and something weird's going on in the force. And then yeah, it breaks and, then and it's it like, like and then side, we're walking through the corridors. Characters, yeah. yeah. It's like, it's now, like this girl with have, anger issues and. Now, would you have cared more about their story in hindsight if they did actually save the day? No. That means, not means re- so not that really. their storyline actually mattered then? Not I think really. The thing is, I didn't like that because I think if they would have saved the day, I don't. I, I still think, wouldn't care about. I think that. Elzar should have saved the day. True. Right, but I think it would have been and great. And still lived. But it would have been great. Oh, if, I think he still should have died by saving the day. I mean, like, it's just it's just annoying because like to, this is gonna that. sound really petty, but like. I would have preferred them to have saved the day and died rather than Stellan. Because oh, I loved there. man, first of all, Stellan has the coolest lightsaber I've ever seen in canon. In canon. <laughs> in canon. <laughs> like, it's such a freaking cool lightsaber. Disney, Hasbro, if you're listening to this. Oh, they're listening. But black, I really, black I really like, series uh, looks saber. On, his, on the cover. Like Yeah, dude, it's so freaking cool. Like the cross guard is the actual like Saber blades. Yeah. Like with like uh Kylo. Like Kylo Ren, like yeah. it's there but it's covered. It's just coming out the ends. But like here you yeah. actually see it going across. Yeah. Looks kinda, it looks cool. But. I'm I'm telling you, Hasbro, y'all make y'all make a black series saber. I will pre order it if my wife lets me. <laughs> I will want to pre order it. Here's the thing. If if they had a good one of his light, a good replica of his lightsaber, at Galaxy's Edge, was it, I would, was I would seriously consider getting that over building one. Wasn't that going to be one of them, and they decided to not like we voted, nah, and know. that wasn't one of them. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, so shoot, I have to give you money soon. I forgot about that. Jerica says their story arc is a little deeper in the young adult novels, and and I know, yeah, like. I think if you read those novels, you would be more attached, but I'm not. Jerrica, have you read the other Cario Gray novel? That's what she's talking about. Oh, well, she only did one other novel besides this one, right? And it's the one with him in it. Oh. Yeah. It's called, it's in the back of the book. Hold on. It is called, because it's Reese Silas is the main Jedi character in this. Gosh, where is it? Into the Dark. Yeah, Into the Dark. (laughs) <laughs> i literally just found it right after you said that but yeah uh because that was the that was the book where geode pops up and everybody was like what is disney disney gives us a rock like that's what they're doing with the story now but like he ends up being a really fun character um he's ladies man oh yeah he's uh he's a stud yep there's might have been a joke in there a rock yeah uh anyways so yeah but like chancy and nan like i don't know like i think i think it was horrific when uh elzar just slices her in half especially the way 
We've already, dude. What this whole this is literally a breakdown of the book. Joking. So it's like the lightning bolt, the pride, their arrogance, their greed. He could bear it no more. He would bear it no more. No more. Elzar leapt into the room, light, igniting his lightsaber mid-flip until he landed directly in front of the woman who stood deep in the workings of the positional thrusters. Her large eyes widened, and she, she, already she was going for a weapon, ready and willing to kill him if that was the only way she got to kill others. Uh, before she could reach it, Elzar swung his lightsaber, the blade splitting her in two, and instantly she fell dead. Like, it's I, such a gruesome... See, like, the first time I read that, I thought he sliced her weapon in half, like, classic Jedi. And I'm like, then she fell dead. I'm like, what? Then I read, nah, he oh, split yeah. her in two. <laughs> I, don't know, I was, like, was kind of disappointed that he didn't kill both of them. But that was okay. <laughs> I, I'm not because like I was I was equally I was horrified I was like oh my gosh that's such a gruesome way to go because like it's kind of like because like he he, he talks about did to that one guy that's true well but I feel like this way yes it was like it's way more oh, gruesome it was fair. like uh Thanos in what if if you've seen it I haven't seen it gosh. oh yes but but all I'm saying is later it talks about him looking at the two separate pieces and you're like, yeesh, that's gruesome. But then like, it's also the shock of like, whoa, <laughs> Elzar definitely needs some uh, more time upside down in the ocean meditating. Yep. Nah, so anyways. Grounding. <laughs> yeah, all of that to say, the the story, this is one of the ones that like you really need to read it intently to right. get the full breadth of the story. Right. Because there are so many subtle nuances, uh, more so than the other two books, and it's very, uh, very detail-driven, very character-based. There's a lot of character. Uh, uh, I'm completely blanking on the word development. There you go. There's a lot of character development, um, and in the same fashion, there are also a lot of characters that kind of bounce back and forth. So, right. Yeah, but. The end, so if we just go over to end then, I guess. But so the whole main point is that Elzer's going to turn the thrusters on for full blast so it doesn't fall into the planet. Oh, yeah. And so, so Chansey and Nan figure this out and they're about to do it while he's on his way. And so when he discovers them, he thinks they're keeping them off. And then, yeah, because that's he, why he, they knew that they were. St- like right. still bad. And it's but, literally within seconds because like five seconds later when he goes and look at the screen, he's like it starts beeping. It's like too late. Evacuate now. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's that's really tough. Because right. if I, he hadn't have done that, they all yeah. would have been saved. Yeah, and so then while this is happening that's true. Like, as they're entering the atmosphere, this is when the people in the docking bay are able to open up the doors because the decompression won't be as bad. And then, so then a bunch of ships are able to escape. Um, and then at the same time, escape pods are being released with power cells that are yep. for each individual one. So I thought, so Leox is the one who opens the dock doors and yep. gets sucked out. Yep. So I thought the reason why... Bell wasn't going to enter 
into the ship because he was like he was gonna he flew back after he left with the yeah. medical bay. Yeah. He was like he was about to go back onto the ship and then like something in the force told him not to. So I guess he went and helped with the pod release because they were making sure they could release safe. But I thought he was going to catch Lennox or Leox. Oh, I thought was, he was going to be right there. He like had he already kind of like, left. Right, because but it was still like okay, Bell is still around outside yeah, flying sure, around. Sure, That's sure. what I thought. So I thought he was going to like. It's it's so much so much more in character though that he had a freaking parachute. Well, yeah, now because he's yeah, like, I was like, I was like, yeah, that's. Yeah. That's him. But. but yeah, so and then of course, you know, we've we've talked about this already, but Stellan dies because he's holding the directional thrusters down to angle the bottom part of the ship away from the city that it was falling into where even oh, though there was ocean. evacuation uh underway, there were there would have been thousands upon thousands of deaths. So he steered it into the ocean instead. And sacrificed himself so that you know thousands of other people uh, wouldn't die. And that that one was that was like one of the heaviest hitting moments for me was his self realization right before he dies of like for the first time he was sure of who he was, and he felt so much more connected with Elzar and Avar because they knew they had like that self security, the sense of self security where he was like really caught up in like being defined by the Jedi order. Um, it talks about, it was, it was really just like really heartwarming, but he was, it talks about how he basically like finally felt like himself and right. finally figured out who he was because it was the first time he had acted without the direction of the council. It was his own thing, his own decision. And I was like, dude, you really, you guys really went for my heart <laughs> with this, with this ending. Right. Let me see. Let me see if I can find, there's, there's like one specific line and then he basically dies right after that. Right. So I guess it, he, Are we just I guess gonna it, skip over the, the, um, how the Wookiee stuff. Oh yeah. Thriaga. So we don't even know if he's actually dead. It's highly likely that he's dead. I feel like it's actually highly likely that he's alive. But there's a possibility. So uh, one of the one of the main efforts that they go through in the ship is they there are these two docking bays, the one where all the cargo vessels were, and then the one where all the refugees were, the more personal vessels, and the one. Uh, where the cargo vessels were. It was also where they actually had some wrath stars. Uh, so that sucks. So they their goal was to blow open those doors, get as many ships into that docking bay as possible, blow open the doors, and have people leave. And to do that, they flew a lot of the sh smaller ships through the space station using uh, this That's, that's what I didn't get. Like... I understood like they're able to like change the walls and hallways and yeah rooms, but like, what was the point of the smaller ships flying through? Well, because the bigger ones just couldn't fit. So they're able to get like a single like flyer jet through, and they yeah. get like a big the hallway is big carrier. enough for smaller ships, but it wasn't big enough for the freighters, and so they were like, "Well, still, we can a bunch of people can run through uh, the ships can go through and that's more people that get out essentially. Yeah. 
So they go through all this trouble. They start fighting the Raftars, and Buryaga, after fighting really, really well, finally ends up getting caught by one of them, knocks his lightsaber out of his hand, and presumably takes him up into the ceiling, and he is killed, if not by the <coughs> the Raftar, by the door being blown open into vacuum, and if not by that, the space station hitting the ocean. But we don't know. And well, he could have a. What I didn't know though is apparently time. Wookies have claws. Oh, I didn't know that. Wookies have you, had claws. You've never played Knights of the Old Republic, have you? No, I haven't. So, you uh, are they retractable? Like they are cat? retractable. They are retractable. And if in the expanded universe, at least, if you use your claws, if a Wookie uses his claws or her claws against another one in a fight, it is extremely dishonorable and uncivilized. But what about brass and knuckles that have light beam? It's a very different oh, thing. Okay. And so <laughs> they they you end up getting uh, labeled what is deemed Mad Claw Ooh. and you get exiled on Kashyyyk from GG. your village. They GG. like send you down to like the lower levels of the forest where you basically have to fend for yourself. Yeah, but the issue is they're given claws, but they're not allowed to use them. That's so mean. Well, they're That's given like, claws. They're given claws because it's like an evolutionary feature, but they're civilized beings, oh, and fair. so they they don't want to you know result to like their old ways being being you know quote quote unquote savages or uncivilized or anything like that, um, because they they're better than that now. But you know, obviously, one he didn't grow up on Kashyyyk. So he probably wouldn't know that. And two, that's a pretty good reason to uh, yeah, use, use your claws. To survive, so. Yeah. Well, so, so yeah, I'm surprised Black Cassantin didn't use his claws. He didn't need to. He had knuckles. Oh, so speaking of Biraga and something about a Wookiee. So there's this spy here who says a deep metallic groan sounded throughout the depths of the station, like the moan of an enormous dying animal. Bell's hair stood on end. Oh, so yeah. did Biryaga's, which was a fearsome sight to behold. <laughs> I get to picture like a, a Wookiee, like their hair is like, like, I don't know. I was just like, I loved his like, character develop in this book. Yeah, I and did too. Him and Bell's relationship was so good. And yep. like, they're like best friends that they train together. It felt, it kind of, for me, it, it felt a lot like Anakin and Ahsoka's relationship, as in like Anakin's a, like Ahsoka's master, but a lot of the times we're viewing it as they're both Padawans and the way they interact with each other sometimes. So that's how I felt. Like, they felt like equal. It felt like Bell was a little bit more ahead at some points. But, but then they, they say that Biraga's like older. Like, Isn't he like a hundred years old or something? Or yeah, yeah, he's a lot older than Bell. So like he he's, so I wonder if he ages, if Wookiees age like Grogu's species. Not like, as intense, they, but yeah, they do. But they like, do. It's it's similar to that, yeah. Because I did, I don't know. I just I always picture these creatures in Star Wars, these beings in Star Wars species that when they live super long, they just like age into maturity, like humans like all of them when they're 25 years old or it's like regular adults 
but I guess that's not true. Consumers. I don't think that's true. I mean, it's not because, true for humans. I mean, it's not true. Well, for you know what I mean. Though. Like you're an adult when you're 25 or whatever. Like, well, that's when your frontal cortex is fully grown or whatever. Yeah, something about the brain. I don't know. But I mean, Grogu is like what 50, almost probably 56 at this point. He's over 50, but and he's like a baby still. He's like he, Miles talks more than he does. <laughs> And Miles is six months old. Does Miles flip? Mm. Not, well, I don't you know. You gotta work. You gotta work sleep. with him more. He could be in his sleep. Somehow he ends up on the other side of his crib. I don't know. So I, I mean, I do that. You, you sleep in a crib? Uh, yep. Don't judge him, Jeremiah. Sometimes you sleep on a chair. He sleeps in a crib. <laughs> yeah, you sleep on your recliner. It's <laughs> the same thing. I've been sleeping on my recliner a lot the last like month. Oh uh, well, it's been, it's been rough. Sounds like no, an had, after we, podcast conversation. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so this 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 is a everyone. This is a really good book. This is a yes. really it's a really good read. book, and uh, it's one that'll make you feel. It'll break your heart because I I because so I don't think I said this. Uh, he has a crib because he's having a baby. No, we're not. Oh, oh. Well, no, we're not. Well. <laughs> I don't actually have a crib. I sleep in my bed. And only Some may bed. call it a crib. <laughs> Depends on how it's you in, It's that. in my crib. What oh. was that hand gesture you just made? It's <laughs> my crib. Yeah, Anyways. Yeah, you gotta show us what's in your fridge. Uh, oh. like, like the show of cribs. I've got a Mountain Dew Major Melon. Mm-hmm. This is a great Mountain Dew flavor. Did you get it's the McKay's. gingerbread Mountain Dew yet? No. I hear it's terrible. I, I, yeah, I didn't. Ooh, I'm not that Andrew, brave. Okay, I can't wait. <laughs> I'll tell you after, maybe if I remember. Because <laughs> we're uh, on a log track tangent. But yeah, I remember. So I, I forgot to tell you guys this, but I read the first 13 chapters like a week and a half ago. Because I got the book and I was reading, when we were talking about me doing this, I was reading the third Thrawn book. And I got done with the third Thrawn book. Oh, because you're behind on books because of the game, because of Kotor. Because right? of Kotor, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I read the third Thrawn book. I finished it, and I still. It was like February. It was like the end of January, early February. I was like, I don't want to read it now because then I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna forget stuff, and I'm gonna have to reread it or something. That's and so fair. I was like, well, the third Thrawn ascendancy book literally is the beginning of the the other first Thrawn book. It's like, well, I'll just read how that progresses because they came out in the opposite order and I've never read them chronologically. So it's like, Oh, I'll just read that. So I read the, the, the other Thrawn book. And then I randomly, I was talking with Will cause he was talking about, uh, let Pokemon legends Arceus. And I was like, I really want to replay sword cause I have sword. Oh, and so I randomly just like started playing sword. And then I was like, Oh man, I need to finish this book. So like a week and a half ago, I started the first 13 chapters, got through those, started playing Sword for a while, and I was like, oh, I need to finish this book. And then uh, I read pretty much last night and today, finished the book. <laughs> so Fun. it was good. It was a, it was a good, good read, and I was telling Micaiah earlier, I was like, they have no hesitation in killing off main characters in this book. So nope. if you're, if you're going to read it, just prepare yourself. It's yep. a heavy yep. hitter. And now uh, it ends with Martian Rowe broadcasting to the galaxy that like basically it's his galaxy now. And that he's going to yep. kill 
bring it into the Jedi. Yep. And he's the eye. Yep. Of the storm. <laughs> Jerica, break your heart is an understatement. Yeah, it's it's it, good, yeah. dude. I like it'll I, rip your heart out. I still can't believe it. how easily they were able to fix that water station. But it's like, the force, bro. I know, but I'm just saying, like, they had to send this whole giant Starlight beacon to use a tractor beam to raise that thing when they could have just got a few Jedi to do it with okay, Avar. But the, the, the question is, you can do a this lot could have all been pressure. avoided. You could do a lot under pressure. And I don't yeah, think it would have ever like, been avoided. I think that at one point, you were going to still have those people come on the Starlight beacon. It would just fall somewhere else. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, I wonder if this is why there's no big ships for the, for like the Jedi ever again. Like, is this why, like, the next big ship that's kind of similar to this is like the Death Star or Death Star? You know? Because, like, I don't know if it's as big, but the way the book described it, it seemed like it was a really big ship. What if they uh, make Starlight Beacon 2 and it's just a bigger Starlight Beacon? And it's like half cracked? Yeah, it's not finished yet. But, but they finished. need to make the, a third one that's built within a planet. Yeah, Starlight it, Moonlight Oh, no, 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 no. Built into a star. Well, that would kill everyone. But True. yeah, it's a, you could yeah you could throw they that could, out there. I mean, they'll figure it out. Yeah, it's Star Wars. But either way, all three of them are going to get blown up, so... <laughs> Yeah, in the same fashion. Yep. The exact same fashion. In a, an exact copy of Star Wars A New Hope. J.J. Abrams. Uh, Anyways. Exact... <laughs> um, it was closer. better than this one? Okay. So, <laughs> they, the predict- the, what are the predictions for how the story is going to continue? Because okay. there's still all that stuff, like I mentioned. The, Ember's going to die. Yorick, <laughs> Ty Yorick. <laughs> Uh, you have that device that turns off energy weapons. Okay, but then, but then Chancy was talking about this gravitational weapon too. She's like, she made oh, some yeah, new yeah, gravitational yeah. weapon, and I'm like, what? what kind of? Everybody, everyone is just making new weapons in this series, and somehow they all fail because we never see them ever again, or <laughs> they haven't been used yet. But then we also need to think of like we got Lorna D. Out there oh, somewhere. it's talked about in another book. Oh, well, break. Lorna D's getting her own novel or like mini story or something. Okay, and then the other, the other one, Pan, Panada, Panada, ah, which no one cares. Which we kind of discussed whether or not he survived at the end of the second book or not. I said he survived. You guys said he died, but yeah, Panada's dead. He's. I don't he's remember, gone. but I'm gonna say if you told me he's dead, he's dead. I don't remember. Oh, Jerica says Lorna has an audiobook. Oh, there you go. not. There you go. But, okay, but last audiobook they had became a real book. Yeah, they'll probably release the script. Yeah. Anyway, so. Oh, oh and then we never. That's got talked it. about. So Pan Ada is apparently talked about it in the Lorna audiobook. Jerrica apparently has all the information. Dude, apparently Jerrica's all in this. And uh, earlier, Andrew, you're looking for a certain page, and she pulled it up. Yeah, she had it. Yeah. So she's like, also, it, let's give out shouts to Jerrica because she said that Lost Star is still the best Star Wars book, and we need to go over that. Well, what does so, she know? Whatever. <laughs> well, apparently, she knows a lot. Uh, Jerrica's my new favorite person, so let's go. Ooh, I'm down wow. for that book. Whoa. 
I yeah, just no one's really gonna, want to no one's gonna even phone. want Andrew back. It's just gonna be hey, yeah. so when, when can Jerica, we get Jerica? Yeah, Jerica, get uh, a, real, a good, decent webcam and a good mic, and we can break down the Lost Star. You could be a guest star once in a while on well. If I'm ever have to take a week off, you and Jerrica can have. An episode. Okay, what the heck? And then make sure if you're going to do that, bring me back. I'll read the other material. Ooh. And then we can have this big party without Jeremiah, and That's talk about how Ooh. he spoiled something for me behind his back. Ooh. <laughs> well, I thought you listened to the podcast, but apparently not. <laughs> Jeremiah, <laughs> I have no time <laughs> to listen because, like, I don't want. I I, I mean, hate. <laughs> I, I I well. I literally you can always find been... time for Empire Radio. It's always in your ears. That is true. You just put what? it in your ears, and you can go for a run and listen to us. I can't. I can't do that. Really? Why? I have to. I have to be really intentionally oh, Tupac focused. Only. That's why. That makes sense. You only what? listen to Tupac. When you oh yeah. Run? Yeah. That's you fair. do? No. Oh, I was like. Okay. No, I. I have some. Uh, I have some Kendrick. My my running playlist is is a is a mixed experience. It's right. a lot of K-pop, a lot of metal that I listened to back in the day, mm. and some some hard some hype rap songs. You know what's on my my playlist? You don't is it Car- Is it Carmen? <laughs> no, I I don't have a playlist. He doesn't That's, run. Oh, I don't, but, and I don't run. But, but if he did, yes, it would be Carmen for sure. It would be Car- <laughs> Heart of a Champion on blast. No. No. All right. Anyways. Anything else, boys? Nah, on this nah, book? Nah, nah, nah. I mean, how many go way longer too? But. How many uh, tars out of ten <laughs> tars are we uh, rating this book? I'm at eight point five raftars out of this. Ooh. Book. But I, you I can't cut one in half though. Yeah, it'll reproduce. It reproduce. Right. So you can only they reproduce do... by fission. Supposedly. So I'm gonna. I'm. So yeah. I'm gonna give it a. I'm gonna give it a nine. Ooh. It would have been a ten if it wasn't as slow at the beginning, but I give it a nine. Drew, you gonna go eight or you gonna go nine? You can't have a half. <laughs> so stupid. I'll go eight. Hey, it's canon. I'm sorry. It's canon. It's canon, and therefore oh, it matters. Oh, that's fair. So eight, nine. Yeah, I said eight. Oh, you said eight. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. I I was like, what? Um, I'll probably give it eight out of ten, just because one, it started out slow. And I felt like they had missed opportunities for like fixing problems, like with Geode, and the thrusters way earlier. Dude, eight so is how, still how, really high. How would Geode? Though. How would Geode stick to the ship though? They talk about he like what's his face had magnetic cl- things. That's how he had magnetic gloves. Yeah, yeah. Geode okay. doesn't have hands. You can. Oh, duck, yeah. duck what is it? Duck this is like what is this like Rayman? Is there an image of him somewhere? Yeah, I, I can't. I, I yeah, just, there is. I just there pictured is. him as the thing from Fantastic Four. <laughs> no, no, I honestly li- pictured no, him Jeremiah. as like Iron Man. <laughs> no, Jer- what? No, he's yeah. literally a rock. What? He still has appendages, doesn't he? No, hold hold on. This is gonna freaking blow your Are you mind. Share your image. This is gonna blow your mind, y'all. I'm about to send it to you in Discord. Hold on. Why don't you just share your screen? Oh yeah, I guess I could. Well, that's not gonna show up on the YouTube version because well, no. So I'll we'll have to do more editing later then. Yep. Jeremiah, here you go. I'm gonna send it to you. I'm gonna send it to you in Discord. Hold on. 
I was gonna say I you can't think I you you guys thought I was joking. You thought I was joking. What? What does he even do? Th- that's that is the whole point. That's why people. That's why people. When this came out, what they were, he's a rock. Yes. <laughs> what do you? Th- that's what I'm saying. That's why people were like, Stars is giving us a rock now. That's the thing, and that's that's why that's what's so funny about his character, because you never see him move. No one ever sees him move. No one ever sees him do anything like punching in hyperspace coordinates or anything. But somehow he just does it. Like when he moves in between the hostage and whatever How do you whiny boy baby pants. To a rock. Right. <laughs> Will, it's not just a boulder. It's a rock. <laughs> so SpongeBob. Did they, did they say so, that in the book? Yes, because remember when Elzar meets him the first time? He's like, oh, I thought it was once a pillar that was in, uh, like infused with the forest and it was a temple. And it's like, no, it's the navigator. Like, this isn't a landmark. This is a navigator. So, like, <laughs> you, think about this. Think about this. So, the hostage situation between. Yeah, Jeremiah, that would have worked. Think that would work what you want. But listen, to that's why his character is so genius. Because, like, when he's talk- talking about being a ladies' man, like, you look across the, the hangar and it's just, a- it's just a rock. But, like, everyone can understand him. <laughs> everyone understands him when the hostage situation is happening and he just shows up in between whiny boy baby pants and the, the hostage, the kid. Oh, yeah. It's just, where did the rock come from? I well, didn't. I- I, I must have whole... missed all this because I didn't. That's that. That was the say whole. That? Yes. Yes. That was when... the whole but running it... joke. Was that the must have been at the very beginning of the book when he said that? Like, hold on. I don't remember them saying anything like that. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Jericho, find the page. What page? No, no, I'm, what I'm, page right now. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. Hold sorry, on. Sorry, Jericho's gonna beat you. She's better. Than you. <laughs> sorry. Replacement. Sorry. I'm never coming back again. That's hey, hey don't, don't, don't. Don't, you're don't gonna see that. that Vader versus uh, Obi Wan again. You're gonna be back. Let me let or me mold. find. Wait, that's a camp. Okay, okay. Here's the here's the chapter. It's chapter two. Yeah. What page? Okay. Dude, half of this podcast is Jeremiah flipping through the pages. Yes, yeah. Jeremiah, you're so loud. Your it, mic you is big. That's super loud. Yeah. It's super okay, loud. okay, okay, okay. I got it. I got it. I got it. I got page, it. I got it. Page what? I got it. Page 30. Page 30. (laughs) Then amid the mist, he caught sight of the plinth. It was not especially tall, perhaps the same height as himself, nor did it retain any of the ceremonial carvings or paint it must have worn in the millennia past. Time had worn away everything but the smooth brownish surface of the stone. As this once stood over a sacrificial altar, in this moment, surrounded by the silence and the swirling of fog, Elzar could not help feeling the sacredness of this place this moment was it his imagination or was the force stronger here elzar was pretty sure he hadn't dreamed it up i bet our ride isn't even here yet he mused as he studied the plinth orlo wanted me to find this ancient relic to understand it the best i can if i can should i kneel close his eyes or should he kneel close his eyes how best could he pay respect to a culture he neither knew nor could scarcely guess at elzar orlo's voice was closer he glimpsed her blah 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 he, she says, oh, good, you've met our navigator. Elzar stared at her, nonplussed. He then turned his head back toward the plinth. It wasn't his imagination. It was looking back at him. This rock, he began, it's not a rock, Orla finished. 
She gave the plant the friendly sort of nudge. It didn't move. This is our Ventian navigator for the trip to Starlight. So Elzar straight up thinks it was a rock. That changes everything. Okay, but like, I still thought of it as like... Oh, thanks, Jerrica. Maybe I can record myself reading these books for you guys. I thought that like it was still like the thing where like you you're up close to a rock that's not moving. It looks like a person. No, 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 no. It's a rock. Like it's a rock, rock. Like this is like this is like, does it it's, say it's like anywhere else? Like how well, in the comics that, it does, right? Jeremiah, that image I sent you was a canon. Like that was no, concept. I, I get art. that, but like him performing tasks and no one sees him do it. That it gets done. Like it just yes. It, like if you go if you go read interwoven in the story, you notice when he does things or he just like shows up, it never talks about him actually doing oh, he it. Gets there. It's just done. Oh, I just assumed that he walks into the room no. like everyone else. No, no, no. That's the that's the great thing it's about this character. Fair. But that's just a I don't know. That's just an assumption. Like I don't get it. Like that, that's the but that's the beauty of his. That's what makes it so humorous. Yeah, but that's how is why, anyone else not doing that same thing? How is everyone else not just a rock that just magically appears? It doesn't state what? that. Wait, Jeremiah, why are you so confused about this? Because, like, I don't get it. It what doesn't do say everyone else walked in. Like, it says, oh, so-and-so was yeah, there back that, in the room. That, that's it implies that what? they walked there. Like, when Geo arrived, but, I okay, implied but, that he walked but there. That's the, but that's the thing. Knowing that he's a rock. You know that that's... But never explaining like how he does things. That's the beauty. That's the whole beauty of it. Like how how is he gonna punch in navigational coordinates? Doesn't have hands. But it, it never talks about him actually doing it. It just says he does it. So okay. it, it it leaves the explanation out intentionally as a storytelling device. So like it doesn't know. show it doesn't and, and like, they talk okay. about how that, that uh the bullet or the the laser that the guy shoots and it bounces off everything and he jumps in front of it. To yeah, but it. it doesn't. It doesn't say he ran from the yeah. shit. Like no, just he's just he was there. In front of it, he's just there. Which I, I thought he was instantly dead, and then they're like, "Oh, it, because of how he is, he just absorbed it." I guess I just assumed that he walked like a human person. It's kind of like it's kind of like the Weeping Angels, way less scary in Doctor Who. We're like, so you do you know? I the do weeping. No, so the Weeping Angels. There's these stone statues of angels, and they're incredibly fast. And if they catch you, they send you back in time. But the scary thing is they don't move when you're looking at them. All of their movement happens when you're not looking. Yep. So they never had to animate the weeping angels moving. They just had statues made. So literally, when the camera wasn't on them, they they moved the statues. Like that was the great thing about the storytelling, is like you were completely left to your imagination as to what was happening when you weren't looking. And it was the same thing with geode where it's like, obviously like they, he does stuff. Obviously like he has conversations, but we, the reader never get the conversations. We are just told that he's flirting with what's her face or that he, he, he ends up moving or has the capacity to move like that, but it's never, it's never, never like, told. like Elzar jumped in and and did a front flip, and he it not as like, it's like no, Geo just does stuff, and like that's what made it so humorous the entire story because I knew that going in, 
because obviously when the book came out, the whole Star Wars community was like, seriously, a rock? Like this is the character you're giving us? A freaking like stone pillar? But he like does stuff. Lots of stuff. And, and that's... I, I would have never guessed that's what it was based on what you just read. Yeah. Well, because a plinth, if you look that up... I, I guess I don't know what a plinth is. It is... Its definition is... Close to a blunt. A heavy base supporting a statue or vase. Or in architecture, the lower square slab at the base of a column. So literally a slab of oh. stone. <laughs> yeah, I didn't... I thought that was just some... Um... Alien Star Wars term, term. Yeah. or species, and so it's like. But, but that's the why whole he was like. I but pictured it's it a rock. As, but I just pictured it was like. I thought it was a, Iron the Man. The thing from Fantastic Four. I guess that's how I no. pictured it the whole time because, like, he's described as doing things that someone could do, and like, that is the beauty of it. Because the whole time you're wondering, the whole time you ask yourself how, and they never tell you. It's just this thing that happens it like when no one's changes looking. changes his character so much for me. Right. I don't know. I love I love Geode. I guess I'd Is there like a place like you can go and see all the characters before the book or after the yes. book? Yes. Actually, there's a whole gallery. Books. They have a gallery database on starwars.com. Yeah. Okay, that's good to know cuz yeah. there's still characters I'm like, like for for example, Ch- Chancy, Chancy is black. Yeah, I, I like saw some of these recently, but like so is Al, Al, Alfie, Marsh, like yeah. the characters, huh? Yeah, but like Marshy and Roe, he doesn't I sound guess. he doesn't sound like he his voice does, or he doesn't look like his voice sounds Drew. He in just the looks books. like a skinny, yeah, guy with a helmet on. Like I thought, I yeah, picture him ca- more as like a big husky, like oh really? Muscular. I thought I always thought he was like a scrawny piece of crap. I kind of picture him like a like a Viking almost, like big muscular. No, tall Viking, no. but he's not. I think even the way no. they describe him is like he's like looked down upon because he's not as like. Yeah, I really like I really like how diverse the characters are in the higher public. Like they they are they're pulling from everywhere for the influences for the char- the characters, yeah, which is super cool. True <laughs> gets distracted on the Tories. Anyways, so all I'm saying is it's literally a rock. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Well, and everyone wants me to. Apparently, leave. he can still do anything. So they could have just yeah. put him on an airlock. A Jedi could have just used a force and like moved him outside the ship. Not with the thing prowling around in the ship. They still could use the force. It was just was not very. It literally talks about Elzar when he tried to catch Buriaga's lightsaber. When he dropped it. He barely caught it. And it was something as small as a lightsaber. Yeah, but they were closer to the thing. I'm just saying. Yeah, I did not know Bell looked like that either. What the heck? Yeah. What? He's on the cover. He's like on every cover. Yeah, he's <laughs> literally on the cover. Co- Dude, there's Jedi on covers. Like, it Dude, that's literally say... Orla. Orla, yep. Yes. Bell, Buriaga, Stellan, Bur- and Buriaga's a, a Wookiee if you didn't know. I... <laughs> <laughs> and he has a blue belt. A blue belt sash. But, but like, they don't like describe them in big detail in the book that, yeah that's why i always look at the concept art so like i'm I constantly if when i read a book any star wars book and they they mention an alien species or like a certain type of ship i'm always looking stuff up in fact a lot of times we'll i'll, I'll be in bed when i'm reading before we go to sleep 
And if Micaiah has her tablet out or something, I, I've asked her many times to like straight up pause what she's doing. Like, look up something. Micaiah, will you open up a new tab and uh, look up Gran? What are the, what are the Gran look like? And then she, she shows me, and I'm like, oh, that makes a lot more sense. So. All right. Anyways. Well. Now that now that your whole in now that your whole mental perception of a character has changed, yeah, it does change. He's literally a rock. Well, I'm not gonna like, read the does, book, so like, like how? Oh, <laughs> but it's like, how does he get off the ship? Is it like a? <laughs> is it like the the he SpongeBob just grab, episode? Like, uh, I don't know anything about SpongeBob. Sorry. With the rock. There's a rock in the, SpongeBob. Yeah, they used to the pioneers used to ride those babies for miles. Pioneers. Yeah. Yep, it's fine. It's fine. We All right. Any final thoughts on the Fallen Star? You should read it if you haven't. Yeah, I did. It took me a month. <laughs> took me a day, literally twenty-four hours. Took Weird me flex, but okay. A shift and a half to listen to it. All right. Well, let's let's uh, transition over to everyone's favorite part of the show the angelic voice yep it's voicemail time heck yeah it is yep all right we got a bunch of voicemails um so the first one from last week he sent his first uh message in and second message this week so from oh. jedi master Let's have a listen. Oh. Hey, Empire Duo. So, hypothetically, you're teleported to the Star Wars universe. Number one, which era would it be? Hmm. Number two, you have unlimited funds, Oof. unlimited credits. What would you do? And number three, would you become a Jedi? So yeah, that's my question. What would you do if you were instantly teleported to any era, any era of Star Wars? All the best, and may the Force be with you, always. All right. Well, if we have Sweet. unlimited funds, I'm paying off my school debt. I'm I'm going to Canto Bite and just playing at the casino all night long. Like, and he loses funds. all of his unlimited funds. Somehow Jeremiah <laughs> finds a way to lose his unlimited funds. And that's at probably the slot why machines. the force has not given him his five million. Ah, uh, five hundred million. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Jeremiah. The force. Knows. Uh, I would want. Okay, so I want to. I'd love to go back to the time of the Jedi, but also it's super dangerous. Would. So I would need to be a force user. And then I would pay someone to uh, teach me really well. All right. Or I would just like, I don't, like, I don't, I guess I'd, I'd rather, like the safest would be the High Republic because but there's so much, so much of the galaxy, like it, this is all happening in the outer rim. So like if you lived in the, the core, you're fine. Yeah, but Mushin could Mushin could still. He said he could go anywhere in the galaxy at any point. He he's said he coming could, at you. He could land in the Chancellor's. I just pay him off. Yeah. Jerica says High Republic gonna be a Jedi. Stellan's Padawan. That is a Ooh. one way ticket to heartache. 
right there. And being part of that. Uh, but okay. I respect it. I would want to. I would definitely want to be either his Padawan or Elzar's, assuming he turns out okay. I don't like. I like Indira a lot. She was cool. Yeah, Indira. Indira is great. Or oh, she's. Very I would endearing. go back. Shut your uh, dirty okay. mouth. Wow. <laughs> I would. I'll. I would like to go back a little bit before all this started and be loading great storms. Padawan. Ooh. He was sick. So, or so be or. Damn. Well, yeah. <laughs> or maybe actually, yeah, but like, like but, bind him. I get it. Yeah, I get but it. like be be like get the full experience and not have my master turn to a husk. Uh, or um, Porter Ingle. I'd love Ooh. to be his Padawan. Ooh, what what was his blade of Bardota? Bar- Bardota. Bardota. I want to see that. Oh yeah, I I would imagine. Oh, Porter Ingle. Yeah, he has concept art on StarWars.com. Yeah, you want to know what? Want to know what he looks like? He looks exactly well, like. Send it to me. Him. I don't know. Just go to StarWars.com. Where do you find all this concept art? StarWars.com. <laughs> StarWars.com. <laughs> I get that. Why is it going that screen? All right. Okay. So if you if you you go to StarWars.com, obviously you're gonna get bombarded with Mando or Boba stuff. The Mando but stuff. Then, Come on, be real. Focus. Yeah. But if you go down below that, there's like a little High Republic section. No, you just hit explore. It says a new era of Star Wars is here. You hit explore. All right. Well, you can do that on your own time. <laughs> We're already going super long. So, yeah. Um, probably like pre Clone Wars, like between one and two would be cool. You still got like all the best like technology of the day. Like, you're not like the High Republic. We're still trying to figure out hyperspace links. Like, so like, but before the war comes out, like I said, I don't want to be in the Clone Wars, like being destroyed by B one battle droids. That would suck. But then I could be a foundling, so never know. But <laughs> I don't know any anywhere that had good internet. I'm just, I'm just, like, I'm just trying to picture Jeremiah as a foundling. I was gonna say, I feel like Jeremiah would be the one found foundling that probably wasn't found. What does that even mean? Dang, dude, that's rough. That's kind of rough. That was that was like wow. Was like, oh wait, we don't. Find he said someone. he said he's the foundling that wasn't ever found, so he's not a foundling. That, that's the name of a book right there. Yeah, a love book, Anyways. love story, probably. No. All right, Drew, did you answer your question? No. Yeah. Um. Oh. I would want to go to. Probably like right now in the Mandal universe, and um, try to be Ahsoka's Padawan. Oh, she probably wouldn't take you, but good I idea. Try to be. Oh, yeah. You have too many. You have a kid. You have a wife. Well, okay, but you have I don't think we're put in this <laughs> this universe like in our current state. It says you. It says, the question was if you could be teleported or sent to. Okay, but but then you had the same. Jer- Andrew was saying that he was going to be a Jedi, and he has a cat, so he has a. Well, I mean, Bell has a charhound. Yeah. Oh, Which how does that work? That's an attachment. Yeah, but it it's not a woman or a, another man, so they don't care. Um, okay. All right, next uh, voicemail. We've talked about it a lot tonight, Jerica. Hey. Ooh. 
Hey guys, it's Jerrica. First of all, hello Andrew, it's nice to see you. Um, second of all, now that we've made it through a lot of the High Republic, um, what is a character that you guys relate to most? Mine would have to be Stellan Geos, just because I'm kind of a mom friend and he always worried about the order more than himself and I also struggle with thinking of others before myself. So it took a very long time for me to understand that and I liked watching his journey through that all. As always, thank you for everything and may the force be with you. Thank you. Did she wait, did she know? Did she know about me being here? That's what I'm saying. We announced it last week. You must have. Because that was that would have been a bold she would have been a bold one. Oh, she could have had the full uh, if thing. she had like just gone headfirst into that and it was like Tanner. <laughs> What's wrong with Tanner? What well, someone Tanner. other than me? What, what was no, it was <laughs> Damn. Wow, way to way to take everything out of context. <laughs> Anyways, uh Elzar man. I think yep. I think Elzar too. He's, yeah. he's he's like all over the place and I'm kinda all over the place. <laughs> I uh I relate to having something internally and finding balance in that in in the sense of like my anxiety and the mental health stuff that I've gone through. Mm-hmm. And so like I, there was something I instantly related to. Obviously I'm like not dealing with going to the dark side or killing people. That we um, know of. No, that's I can tell you that's not a thing. He worked on well, those issues already. They're, they're taking yeah, 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 yeah. We're we're <laughs> good with say, that. You do have a red lightsaber hanging right now. Yeah, it's not really a that's lightsaber. That's not gonna though. hurt anybody. That's <laughs> like a that's like a that's like a flashlight with like a red tube on it. It's not like the, the one I have on my desk here. Oh, whoa, okay. oh. chill. But chill, it's purple. Chill. Oh, so you're right good. now you're good. You're good. Uh, but anyways, uh, yeah. So Elzar for sure. For me i like his I, I actually really like his character a lot too so drew i i think i <laughs> <laughs> the rock it's like drew does stuff we don't know how he does it he just does it <laughs> and he's here I, I i yeah no uh i would say probably bell like it reminds me oh, a lot yeah. of like me as like a kid like in like my high school age because like Especially the way he interacts with his dog for a while, like my dog was like my best friend. Oh, like, yeah. I, there was a time in my life as a like in that when I was younger that like literally I did I just hung up with my dog for like a year and I didn't really talk to mo- a lot of people or interact with a lot of people and it was just my dog. So I feel like that's why I draw to that character a lot is actually his relationship with it. The char hound and stuff like that. Yeah. So. Cool. Sweet. That was a great question. All cool. right. So now we have a string of four. <laughs> oh, gosh. From Will? You know him, you love him. Hey. Will, I was. So All let's listen right. to the first one. And this is a continuation of his story from last week or his thing that he did last week. So. So let's, let's I hope Andrew well. listened. No. <laughs> hey, Empire Radio. I hope you're doing well today. Uh, as you know, last week I introduced my droid BB-22. It seems in in his excursions this week, he uh brought back a 
Excuse me, I was just about to introduce you. <laughs> yeah, you better apologize. <laughs> Anyways, uh, he brought back BB-8, and uh, it has been a wild week. <laughs> it, don't try to make up excuses. You know what you did on Kessel. Uh-oh. Yes, oh, boy. I had to bring that up. Now, shush. But, uh, <laughs> I hope you have a better week than I'm having right now. Oh, boy. I hope Poe comes. You're the, probably the only one that has ever said that. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oof. All right. Well, let's jump right into the part two. Hey, Empire Radio. As you know, I have had a wild start to my week so far. Yes, it's been wild because you you won't tell me where BB-8 is. He's, he's gone. And I can't find Poe without BB-8. He won't talk to me anymore. Apparently because I hurt his feelings. What's going on? <laughs> but, like, how am I supposed to find him? Huh. If, if anybody in the Empire knows where Poe might be. Drew? I don't uh, care. I don't might know. be pretty hard, but. Yeah, I would appreciate it. Poe is, like, my least favorite character of all Star Wars, besides Room Kid. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, there's a few others uh, that I feel like are worse for you. broom kid. I don't know why you hate him so much. He's just... He's and Ryan Johnson, if he's a character, I would hate him. Oh, gosh. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Anyways. Let's, let's just go into to number three here from Will. Hey, Empire Radio. I hope you enjoyed my skits. Uh, yeah. It's nice to have Andrew back on the podcast for a night also. It's a nice surprise that I was spoiled on oh. from oh. Instagram DMs. Shots fired. We've been doing yeah, it was definitely me. Oh. Pretty consistently. We've still been trying to meet up, but we've both been busy, and I can respect that. Can't walk that. down the street. <laughs> Anyways, um... <laughs> It's nice to have him back on the podcast tonight to see what, or I guess hear, what uh, conversations come up. Hopefully it's not another melon one. Oh, gosh. Or ice cream one. Here's the thing. No. <laughs> but welcome back for the night, Andrew. I hope it was entertaining tonight. We're almost three hours in, so me too. Are you serious? No, two and a half. Well, if you're rounding, I said almost. almost. Wow. No, it, it's it has been very entertaining. I'm exhausted. I actually just realized that it was almost midnight here. And Drew, it's not just a walk down the street. You can literally wave it to each other from your apartment, and he's in class at school, and like wait. So fun fact: he doesn't go to school in person there, and he has an internship. That takes up a lot of his time now. I know he has an internship. Yeah, well, you would know that we've both been busy. You could just walk down the street. No. Does he Come still, on. Does he still work at the store, the grocery store? One day a week. 
And as we're like telling his whole life, yeah, I was like, you can't, this? what's the address? Let's, you, you let's can't, write this down. You can't just go do your groceries. It's at the time yeah. he's doing yeah. his. No, because I don't shop. I don't shop there. Oh wow, you're Ooh. too good for his grocery store. No, I just it's he's not just good like, enough. That's what it is. Oh. <laughs> all right, hey y'all. We'll go back in. Ep- all right, four number four from Will. I was. Hey, Empire Radio. This is my last batch of voicemails for uh, this podcast episode, and it comes with a question. Um. So yesterday I was cleaning out my uh, drawers and I found a few old game consoles. I found my old Wii, hmm. PS1, and Ooh. PS2, Ooh. along with the Game Boy Color. Oh. So I ask, what is the oldest game console you have or have owned as well as what is your fondest memory with it uh my Ooh. fondest memory with uh my ps1 was playing a game called hot shots golf with my huh. dad all the time <laughs> interesting all right all right well i have I... oh go ahead droobs droobs gaming i have an nes And I think my fondest memory was playing Super Mario Bros. 3 with my brother-in-law. And we beat the whole game in one night, and it was pretty dope. Dang, dude. We, like, took turns, like, constantly. Dang, But it was, like, he lived with me at the time. It was before I got married. And it was, like, a bachelor kind of, like... We can do whatever yeah, I mean, we want. That's, that's a night. that's an event right there. It was it was pretty dope. So that's probably my favorite memory. And that was like not even that long ago either. Like well, it was like eight years ago now or nine. But it's a long time ago. That's that's kind of a long time ago. <laughs> it doesn't feel that long ago. But yeah. I I had an NES growing up. I had Duck Hunt. I had the one cartridge, ooh, ooh. Duck Hunt Mario yep. combined. Mm-hmm. Had the little gun, I saw little flash one. gun. I still don't know how they had that technology back then to use that gun. Like it, it was just a light that flashes against the screen. Yeah, yeah, but, but how does it know? Is, oh, because it's round. So the thing is, that game does not work on any flat screen monitor. Yeah, yeah, but how does the game know? Jeremiah, how it's it? magic. It's magic, bro. Just like geode. Yeah. It's geode. It's yeah. a rock. <laughs> Yeah, uh, so I I really enjoyed that. I think my fondest memory is probably both my so my Game Boy Color and my Game Boy Advance. I had the clear one. Was spending so much time in the car on trips as a kid playing that thing, mm-hmm. different games. But like I had a Metabots game that I loved. Uh, Samurai Jack. I had a Samurai Jack game. Ooh, I remember that game. That game was good. Yeah, I had a few. The I had a few run, runner one. Yeah. So I, I think that was one of my fondest memories. I still um, have my Game Boy Advance. Hmm. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I have Ruby in it right now. Actually. Ooh. Yeah. I. W- my dad and I did. We played a lot of Jedi Power Battles on PlayStation One. And that was back when Mace Windu had a blue lightsaber. Oh, weird. 
Plo Koon had an orange lightsaber. Okay, come on. And was it ID Galia? She had a red lightsaber. And they were all playable characters. Cool. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So the oldest console I have currently is a PlayStation 2. I have that in my storage thing. Why uh, do you not play it? Yeah, Battlefront 2. Why aren't we doing that for Easter? Yeah, dude, wait. Do you have Battlefront 2? I no. do. I just don't have a PS2. Oh, I do. I have it. This is literally your Dragon Ball Z fusion moment. You both have Ooh. what the other person needs. I don't know what that means. But. And, and all Andrew wants is pies. Pizza pie. So P- Pizza pie. <laughs> a pizza pie. A pizza pie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I have that. Um, but the oldest one we had when I was growing up was the OG Atari. Wow. I remember playing... I The only game I remember from that was this helicopter game. Pong? No. Meteor? No. So you're this helicopter, and what you had to do is go fly into the battle, land, let people trying to escape the war. Wait, are you talking about Chopper Command? I Maybe. And so it's like, at the time, like, tanks are, like, shooting at you, and it's just, like, little, like, dots across the screen. You have to, like, let dots board the helicopter. Yeah, this is Chopper Command. I'm looking at it. That's crazy. The concept is you flying, landing, lifting, flying, right? Yeah, and I remember playing that. This was was Activision. What? This was was an Activision game. Oh, cool. So I remember playing that. Um, When you were three or four? Yeah, like super young. And then we had like Sega Genesis growing up. Oh, I remember. Dude, Jeremiah, remember we had a Sega too? No, I don't. I forget who it was, but someone no, from our church gave no, us a we, Sega. Well, the Sega was at church, but you never was, had it at your house, did you? No, someone gave us one. Oh. Uh, she stole the one from church. <laughs> I just remember. Responsibility. <laughs> <laughs> my dad but, was a pastor, okay? So, so it's okay to steal it. from a church. So it's okay from church. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. He yeah. knew about it, so. But yeah, because I remember playing uh, Sonic 2 a lot. Oh, yeah. Or watch my other my older brother play a lot. And uh worm what's the worm head? What's that? Tick Duck? No. Oh, I the what? Worm. What's the guy with the worm at, and he was like in a space suit? Oh, um Earthworm Jim. Yes. That game. My brother loved that game. Alright. Yeah. Alright, so then we all we have is our last one, which is requested to not be played on air from Hold My Tea or Aira, however you know her. Uh, so she requested not to play it on air, but her question is, what kind of music do you think Star Wars characters listen to? So I do remember from Rebels, Zeb putting on music on headphones, and like it was like rock music. So Zeb was definitely... That a, makes sense. Like yeah. a, like a, it's more like a, kind of like a more classic rock, eighties rock. But and then eighties rock, you think? I feel like Zeb is more like a nineties rock. Well, nah, he's too old. I feel like Zeb is like eighties is Zeppelin. Too soft he's like for him Zeppelin. Uh, I guess maybe some Queen. I feel like Queen? he would he would enjoy that. Queen, Aerosmith. 
Maybe kiss. Oh, I can see. I, I, I... What? What'd you I say? Like he would be more. Zeb, like no, no. Kiss. Zeb is not into kiss, bro. Really? <laughs> That's metal. No way. Kiss is metal. He's. Um, well, depending. Mm, yeah. Well. Metal is a it's a broad term. Yeah, that's a little dicey. It's more more closer to metal than Nah, rock. Kiss now is classic rock. Yeah. It was metal then, but like it's not. It's not even now. close to metal now. Not even close. <laughs> Whatever. So we know Zeb just by go listen to him on it's probably what, season one of Rebels. He's listening to music. I forgot about that. Or maybe see no, I think it was maybe season two when they found that planet. What do they call where they had their base? I think he was like, like a bit like Ante and the base man. Season yes. two, different base. Confirmed chat. Season two, Jerica. I'm Jerica's <laughs> killing it. Goodness, she might replace you, dude. <laughs> well, it was bound to happen sometime, you know. Yep. See, uh, Zeb listens to Led Zeppelin. Zeblin. no, it was a joke. Well, Led Zeppelin. That actually sounds good though. What was this? I feel like he would listen to like ACDC too, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can I see don't that. See okay, so here, that. here we go. Uh, Avar, DBC, Claude DBC. She would listen to DBC. Stellan, Bach. <laughs> this is the way you're supposed to say it, <laughs> I think. Uh, Bach or maybe Beethoven. Ooh, Beethoven. He he. So I I picture Stella, uh, Stellan and Avar both being in a classical music, but Avar being into the more dreamy side of things. Mm-hmm. So like Claire de Lune, think that side of things. Mm-hmm. And Stellan is definitely like rigid, hardcore, like Baroque classical music. <laughs> it's like really just like like bougie and elegant sounding, very complicated, very sophisticated sounding. And then Elzar, Elzar definitely post rock. So Elzar is listening to uh, Explosions in the Sky, or uh, the Alaskan Tapes, or This Will Destroy You, like really hardcore, like ambient instrumental, ambient rock stuff. Shoegaze, maybe some, but I would say more like post rock stuff. Like not, not that it, you knew what that was, but no, I feel like Obi Wan Kenobi would would rock like some old Hardcore. fashioned like country music for some reason. Oh like, no, he, he's like one of those secret like he's he's like doesn't want Kenny, anyone to like, know that he he's like the Kenny Chesney. Music. He's yeah, oh. something like that. Yeah, like classic. Why does that make me not like Obi Wan now? <laughs> I feel I feel like. But I always see Obi Wan on Tatooine alone, listening to like Johnny Cash. Though no, Cad Bane listens to Johnny Cash. Well, true, he's like, true. I shot so, a man today. <laughs> John- <laughs> <laughs> so Jerica says, I see Thrawn as a piano or strings kind of guy. I could also see Thrawn. Well, he's as organ, like like his theme music. That's his. But also, but also, I do. You guys know Tycho? Watiti. <laughs> <laughs> no, Tycho, not Tyka. T Y C H O. Tycho. No. Okay. Well, that's fine. It's not gonna. It's not gonna work then. But I could see Thrawn also being like 
like a background instrumental electronic instrumental music guy, type of guy that he just listens to while he thinks. Okay, but Babu Frick listens to ska. Can we at least agree on that? Oh, a hundred and he's freaking agree? Aquabats all the way, bro. <laughs> For real. Just all the way. Or, was it Flatfoot eighty six or fifty six? You ever you know? No yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, that yeah, yeah. band slapped. I used to go to their shows all the time. Anakin is probably, um, gosh, what is that band? What is it? Oh shoot, I'm. I used to listen to him too. Mayday Parade. Oh, dude, Anakin. stop, dude! They're bro. supposed to come soon. I was gonna go to their show, dude. I love Mayday Parade, bro. But think about it. Anakin is Mayday Parade, hundred and fifty percent. Oh yes, crying about. I wish I knew about music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, you should listen. Well, I don't actually. I was gonna say it. I feel like Jeremiah would like Mayday Parade, but then I, again, I don't. What is it, bro? Manny? Mayday, Mayday, Mayday Parade. Mayday Parade. Okay. Okay, Jeremiah would not like. I well, I don't know. He might be like I a closet know. Mayday Parade I don't know. fan. <laughs> I love Mayday Parade. I I I have a special place in my heart for him. Yeah. There, I think that's the that's, first concert I took Stephanie to, and she's never been at a concert before. That's really cool, actually. Mayday Parade at yeah. uh, Club Thirty Degrees. Club but, Three Degrees. That's still around. Nope, they weren't Club Three Degrees. I, I remember when. when oh, Jerica says. There. Anakin also screams "My Chemical Romance." Also true. Oh, or like true. Fallout Boy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can see Anakin so, doing that. Who in Star Wars would love Nickelback? <laughs> Han Solo. <laughs> really? Hundred hundred fifty percent. I was say. Yeah, I can see. Uh, Han Solo, easy. Han Solo would definitely be Nickelback or Fives. <laughs> nah, mm. that's what Jerica said. Fives. I could see that too. I guess the clones Maul. would probably enjoy. Who does, Maul. What does Maul listen to? Ooh. Is he? <sighs> I want to say that he listens to like Under Oath, but I feel like that's too spot on though. No, 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 no. Or like, uh, Red. not, no, 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 no. We're going the wrong direction. You were, you were closer with Under Oath. What? Uh, maybe Amberlint? Not, no. No. I did remember. Ah, uh, ma- maybe. People. <laughs> maybe. I, I, but I feel like. Attack, attack? No. I know two, attack, two, attack. I know no. Attack Attack. You really? I do. Attack Attack wow. is it's got too much it's got too much synth in it for me. What Maul. is it? There's a one song that my roommate Brennan would always play, Attack Attack. Yeah, but uh, it's probably the only song. <laughs> I can't remember what it's called, but That's funny that you know Attack Attack, dude. I know I only know that one. That's the only thing from this whole conversation. I... Avenged Sevenfold. I could maybe see that for Maul. I, I think under I'm gonna, I'm gonna throw a band out and I don't know what kind of music it is because I came out of my mind. August Burns Red. Yeah, oh. I said red already. That's that why I meant that. No, no, no. That's... But Red and August Burns Red are very different. Oh, I forgot about that stupid band. No, I meant August. Oh, August Burns Red? Yeah, yeah. I, could, uh, I could see them all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could see them all doing but that. I feel like that's too spot on. You know what I mean? I, I feel like Under Oath is more his thing, though. Yeah, or For Today. Yeah. What about our, our boy Sheev? Sheev? He's more Al? opera. Yeah. Well, remember they went to the opera together, didn't they? Yeah, he's he's definitely opera. Um, Phantom of the Opera. He just listened to that on repeat. Just, <laughs> but the, the but but it's only but it's the Gerard Butler soundtrack from the oh, movie. Oh yeah, and only that. 
That's fair. I can see that. So he sings. He he listens to that one on repeat. Leia. She just listens to the Wrench soundtrack. The Dixie Chicks. Over and over. The, the Dixie? No. no the, the, you're saying the Rent soundtrack? Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Leia, I feel like, would listen to something like... Demi Lovato. No. Nah, give her more credit than that. She needs, like, a strong female artist. I guess Demi could... F- would fall Sweet into that category. Is. Sweet, did you... Th- the heart wants what it wants while she's thinking of Han Solo. <laughs> nah. No, she's probably more pink. Like a... Oh yeah, I could see her listening to Pink. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. I could see that. Or like Beyonce. Yeah, I feel like yeah, Beyonce. Probably. I could or see Rihanna. Beyonce. Yeah. I think Beyonce yeah. though is kind of spot on though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strong, independent woman kind of feel. Carrie I would like to. S- Oh yeah, she uh, put her key into the side. Ooh, uh, she did. Of the Luke. pretty little souped-up four-wheel drive. Blink one eighty-two uh, for Luke. Blink one. <laughs> <laughs> Just angsty punk music. Uh, probably like I feel like more like MXPX for Luke. Family Force Five. Oh. Yep, that's it. Or like yeah, who, yellow card, yellow, yellow card. Yeah. Or yeah, wait, is Luke is Luke Oasis? Is he Wonderwall? Oh, probably. So so typical. <laughs> so typical Wonderwall. Or or no 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 no. Who, who the a day to remember kid? song. Listen, the a day to remember the song where he's the. Uh, I hate this town. It's so washed up. Do you remember? Yeah yeah. That song yeah. that is Luke too because he hates Tatooine. Oh true. That's a good song. Yeah, it is. I almost started singing it. I'm like, I don't want to get Yeah, I was like, you can't say that on air. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'm trying to think. Jeremiah, give us another character. This is fun. Yeah, this is Um, fun. I actually did a whole episode on this. (laughs) I got one. Yeah. Grand Moff Tarkin. Grand Moff Tarkin. Good old Tarkin. Dude, he listens to the most uptight, freaking bougiest music. No, dude, he listens to, like, death metal, like... Or what if he's Impending like something? Doom. Compl- that's what he listens to, dude. Whoa. He listens. To Bro, Impending I haven't. Doom. I haven't heard that name in years, like, Drew. Pig squeal hardcore. Oh my god. Music. That's what he listens to. <laughs> no, or, or Tarkin. Tarkin. It's either that or it's something like he loves Post Malone. Oh yeah, something. Something like really Post out Malone. of character. <laughs> yeah. Or Harry Styles. No, he listens to Harry yes. Styles on repeat. Yes. Bro, you That's know the second he, he gets in his office on the Death Star, it's watermelon sugar. Watermelon sugar high. For all day. Sure. He just sings that all day long, and yeah, then Droid yeah, yeah. will walk it, or someone will come in, and then he's like, "It's just yep, 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 yep. for sure." Watermelon sugar. <laughs> so uh, this is okay. So Jerica says Kanan or Ezra Kanan. Uh, Tupac. I want to give him credit, I, but you know he listens to like straight up like emo music. No, 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 Kanan. I feel like Eminem. No, 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 Kanye. That's like Kanye. older, but yes, older, Ka- but like golden era Kanye. Oh, that, no. that like the good Kanye. Wait, I mean, I guess Kanye's all of Kanye's. No, I mean all of his music is. I would say more like. Was he supposed to have an Kanye. album come out today? Wasn't that a rumor that 
We we we've been watching his documentary though. It's really good. I heard it was decent actually. Yeah. Uh, Ezra. The Needlessly Nerdy Podcast Network, your source for all things nerdy. www.needlesslynerdy.com.